I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something. Okay. All right. I think we're good. Hello, and welcome back to Cast Party. I'm Brendan. I'm Dave. And I kind of tripped over my own name, which is just a failure on my part. But we're a freewheeling <laughs> pop culture podcast. We are. Um, we freewheel. Yes, we do. Um, I actually kind of wanted to continue our conversation from before about Halloween costumes and how oh, they okay, yeah. are lame. Um, yeah, I, I, we, Brendan and I are both not Halloween costume people. No, which is weird because we were both, you know... Yeah, we're theater, theater and drama. So I guess the point is like, we costumes aren't special. I think that's what it is. Is like at any time we we could like be in a costume, and I just associate being in a costume with like not being in my own clothes, and I just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Or I like would, or like being at work in some way. Yeah, and I it, for me, I like I'm wearing a sweatshirt now, and it's ninety degrees outside. Like I would be way more. I'd be way happier if I could wear a sweatshirt every day. I like sweatshirts. <laughs> I'll you there. I actually was introducing the idea today of us making a new sweatshirt for the drama department. Mm-hmm. And I started out with, guys, I like sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> because I really do. They're so much more comfortable than other clothes. It's like walking around in a blanket. Yeah, it's like a Snuggie, but backwards. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, just the thing is because, like, I... I'm I'm not a huge fan of Halloween itself. Yeah. But I'm a fan of what it represents or what it gives to October, mm-hmm. the flavor it gives to the whole month. Yeah. Because, like, I work at a place where we sell movies and people are like, oh, can you help me find the original Nightmare on Elm Street? And I'm like, gladly. Yeah. Let's talk about Wes Craven. And, yeah. like, that's the kind of thing that I want to do mm-hmm. with my life. Yeah. And that happens to the normies in October yeah. rather than, like, me and my people, which is just all day, every day. Yeah. I do, it's funny because, like, I was thinking, I was talking about this earlier, and I was like, where am I going with this? And I realized what it is, like, um, HBO, Showtime, things like that, that normally, like, when I, back when I just had cable, and there was no on-demand type stuff, Uh like, you couldn't just watch HBO Go, in the month of October, like, their programming slants horror-based, and as you know, I don't love horror I'm aware of that, too. So I'd be like, oh, God, when is October going to be over so I can get back to, like, whatever movies are normally on this station? Like, I don't want to see Halloween or whatever. Um, And uh, for a while, we may or may not have had what's called a descrambler, which is a cable box that you buy and then you don't pay for cable. Mm-hmm. I've obviously never seen or touched one of these, but yeah. I'm aware of them from jokes on friends. Yeah, so we had one of those um where so any you know this was back in the early days of pay-per-view. So pay-per-view movies, they would just show the same movie all day. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it was one or two channels maybe. And in in the month of October, it was just non-stop horror and it wouldn't be new, it would be old stuff or uh-huh. bad stuff like um the the what's the the what's the horror movie that Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in? Oh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: yeah. Next Generation. Yeah, that one played <laughs> for because oh it, was, that you know, it was nuts. Well, and you know it came out a couple years before they were famous or yeah. whatever, and then they got famous in like 1995, which was right in the middle of my high school uh-huh. career. So they be, that became a big thing on pay per view. 
And so it was like, oh, this movie again or whatever. So I don't know. I just associate October with like, I don't know, kind of stuff that I'm like indifferent to. I, I, mm-hmm. I've been in the last few years, I've called myself the Halloween Grinch, but I'm not like, I like candy and stuff. And I like the little kids dressing up, but as an adult, I don't like going to Halloween parties particularly uh-huh. or costume parties or just the idea of Halloween is like this, Ooh, I can do whatever I want. There's no ramifications for my actions or whatever. And just the destruction. Oh, well, yeah, no, that sucks. That stuff. That, that's not something that's ever, I feel been a part of my real life. I've yeah. never really seen anyone do that. Uh, um, I don't know. Has, have you experienced like people egging or TPing yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Yeah, no, of course. I did uh, one Halloween. We went out and we, um, so you take a, a shaving cream can. Okay. And you melt the tip and then you stick a little pinhole through the melted tip. Okay. And so when you spray the shaving cream, it comes out like it shoots long distances and uh-huh. you can spray someone from far away. And we... Uh, went through. We went out and like we're shaving creaming each other. We got in like shaving cream fights. And that was really fun. Uh huh. But like, but you have to. It's 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 a matter of consent. Yeah. Where it's like we agree to oh, get yeah. shaving cream all over each other and have fun. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't we didn't go after any little kids. We didn't go. We were like being really careful not getting because shaving cream. We were. I don't know if this is even true, but I was told that like it can mess up. Uh, the paint job on a car. Oh. So we were like being really careful about that. None of us had eggs and it was like really fun for a while. And then at one point, it, like the night turned, it went from, so it was like, you know, the little kids had their time. Then the middle schoolers had their time. And then the high schoolers uh-huh. had their time. We were still in middle school and we came around a corner and it was all high school kids and just eggs started raining down around oh, me. And no. I was like, this is terrible. Um, and then a cop car came around the corner and everybody was running, and I was at the back of the group, but everybody started running towards me, so I was suddenly at the front of the group. Oh, no. And I just was running. I didn't... All I had was shaving cream on me. I probably wouldn't have been in trouble or anything, but I was just running because everybody was running, and I turned left at the end of the street. Okay. Every other person turned right. Okay. And for some reason, the police officer followed me. <laughs> You and, are the most dangerous looking. Yeah. So he pulled up alongside me and somebody had told me like, if the cops come, just throw your shaving cream in the bushes and then, right? Oh, yeah. Except I threw it while he had his light on me. Oh, no. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yes. So I threw it and then he was like, go get it. And I was like, oh. And then I was like crawling around in the bushes for a while and I was like, I can't find it. And I was all like upset and he's like, okay, it's okay. And I was like... I just have candy in here. And I was like, please leave me alone. And then he left and I caught up with my friends and I was like, let's go home. And they were like, why? And I was like, that sucked so bad. Like I was so upset and I, I'm the kind of, I hate getting in trouble. Yeah. And I, you know, like the whole night I was being really respectful. Like I was really, you know, I was only shaving creaming, only going after people that also had shaving cream. And it was like, it was, we were just being like, look, this is a fun, it's like getting in a food fight, but outside or whatever. Yeah. And then I ended up like one on crawling in the bushes. Yeah, and like everybody else standing at the other end of the street just watching me. And I was like, "How was this the way to handle this situation?" Like, one kid peeled off to the left, so you followed him, and forty other kids went to the right, and you did nothing. So nobody else had anything. That's so strange, right? It's like what strange? He's gonna make an example out of you. Yeah, and it was like, please, so I could just feel everybody watching me. Uh I was very aware of the audience. Oh, no, thank you. 
Like always, like I always say in drama class. How aware of the audience were you? Very. Um, yeah, so that's lame. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, because, like, back to costumes. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I was telling you this already. But um, I was talking to Sergio. My my rules for costumes are so limiting for mm-hmm. actually making cool costumes. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to carry a prop around. Right. I don't want something, like, big and bulky that when I turn around, it'll wackily knock people over. Yeah. I don't want something that'll make me too warm because mm-hmm. I have to move around. Yeah. Um, what about masks? I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. I always feel like I can't breathe when I have a mask on. Yeah. I want to be able to breathe. I don't want yeah. my breath to fog up my eyeballs. Yeah. Um, I just want to, you know, it's just like shirt pants mm-hmm. somehow it's somebody else's shirt and pants i mm-hmm. guess um yeah i'm not great at costumes because i have a lot of rules yeah but um i am going i'm putting together a costume oh, okay i'm very excited because i'm going to the blumhouse halloween party and costumes are oh mandatory. My God. i know i'm so super you dropped cool. a name um pick it up <laughs> it's in the bushes it rolled away <laughs> i can't get it sorry officer no, but, like, I, I bring it up to say that it is, like, a super legit thing that I'm mm-hmm. not prepared for or, like, really in the mood for. But, like, I kind of have to go because, you know, it's it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. But so I'm going to dress up as Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia. Okay, great. Because, no, this actually idea came to us, like, literally two days ago. Mm-hmm. And the party's in two days. Okay, good. Um, but Sergio wanted to be Chucky from Child's Play. Right. Um, and so he, we were at Walmart looking for cheap, like overalls to be part of his costume. Mm-hmm. And we just realized that Meryl Streep wears overalls also a oh. whole bunch in Mamma Mia. And mm. the theme of our like couples costume could just be overalls. <laughs> there you go. So wait, so he's going as Chucky and you're going as Meryl Streep. Yeah. So, mm. Look, right. we're, you don't have to have a, a couple's costume. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. Um, I like that. No, because Sergio always, at first, is like, oh, we should do a couple's costume. And then he's like, no, wait, I hate that. Yeah. Because it, it's too much, and you have to be next to each other yep. for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. And it, we're not gushy or the draw attention to ourselves kind of couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that comes with the territory of being a gay couple, but also just mm-hmm. neither of us are like that anyway. Um, yeah. We're not about PDA and posting about a relationship on Instagram or whatever. Um, okay. So it's a very <laughs> I said that. Okay, <laughs> fine. No, so it, it's much more of a subtle, it, <laughs> subtle, almost accidental thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that that there's like a theme, but it's not matchy matchy. Yeah, matchy matchy is a little much. It's sometimes it's cute. I saw a picture of uh, there was a couple and they were dressed as like basketball players, and in the first picture, the woman was pregnant and she was pretending to pass the ball, but her, the ball was actually her pregnant belly. Uh huh. And that was cute. Oh, okay. It's a cute picture. But oh, so, so was there like a hole in her shirt and her belly was painted like a basketball or something? I think they just, it was cl- it was clothed like a basketball, that part of her. Oh, okay. But it, yeah, okay. The yeah. roundness was orange in yeah. some way. Yeah. Um, and then the next year, they took a, the same picture, except the baby had been born and they dressed the baby as a basketball. That's pretty cute. It was cute. That's, That's a cute. lot of forward thinking. Yes, but also- I could never pull that off. But also- you're still dressed up as them for the rest of the day. <laughs> but at least you're like in basketball attire, so that's relatively that's comfy. comfy. That's, a- that's athleisure. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm I'm really, right now, I'm trying to figure out how I can dress up, like, almost as I am today and call it a costume. Who wears a hoodie? I don't know. Um, it, I just had the worst idea. <laughs> mm, I, I, I did, too. 
Okay. Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, that's bad. I was going to say Luke Cage, which you can absolutely not do. Oh my God, I should. I should just wear jeans and a sweatshirt and all day be like, yeah, I'm Luke Cage. <laughs> what? You can't tell? Or you could just talk really fast to me and Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg Jesse, and Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I'll play Jesse Eisenberg. Except Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, sorry. He okay. has one note. He he is that character yeah, every yeah. time. Anytime someone's like, oh, he's so good in that movie, I'm like, he's he's the same. He's always the same. Mm-hmm. His Lex Luthor is Mark Zuckerberg is the kid in the squid and the whale is. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Um, not arguing with that. Nope. Um, or you could put on the hoodie and fail to approximate human emotions and just be a real Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Um, yeah. Well, we have a, a theme at work and it's superheroes. Okay. And I still have the Robin shirt that people gave me when you were oh maybe you'd already graduated nope. I, I no no you were a senior shirt. yeah it was when you were a senior some people gave me a shirt and it it looks all muscly uh-huh and i kind of like that the problem is i may have outgrown it i may be a little too pudgy Buff. for it no <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm like hmm i hope i could pull that off because it's got a little cape and that's fun but then again i'm i have a show that night and i don't really want to wear that to a show oh well <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Life it's is hard. Thing. It really is so difficult. Um, anyway, I remember you saying you had some like pop culture yes. news items that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one that comes to mind first is, are you okay after Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande? <laughs> oh, I did. I cried for 48 hours straight. Um, it's so funny when a couple like that breaks up and you're like, uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was a terrible idea from the start. We all knew it. We all saw it coming. It's a shame no one else did. Yeah. And it, well, because, look, if you get engaged after two weeks, that's such a celebrity mm-hmm. thing. Uh, or, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, uh, people do mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But that's not a, that's not a recipe for, like, yeah, this is a, this is a forever sort of situation. Yeah. Um, somebody, there needs to be somebody out there that just, like, advises people on how to be a celebrity and tells them, like, look, having a relationship, there's extra pressure on it you have to move slow you have to be stealthy you have to not let the public in on it because otherwise it becomes unbearable and to do it like to do a really public relationship between two people who it's an awkward fit from the beginning yes i heard someone say it was like it reminded them of when julia roberts was married to lyle lovett (laughs) um because it was like what why um and then to be like, we've been dating for two weeks and now we're engaged. And she had been in kind of a tumultuous relationship with some other celebrity guy. Yeah, well, look, Ariana Grande's had a tough time. Yeah. Like, she's she deserves every ounce of whatever she can get that is happiness or joy. Yes. And I think she's probably going to get that being separate from Pete Davidson. Yeah. But I don't... Well, that's the thing is like how... My guess is that it just... It puts too. It just puts too much pressure on a relationship to move that yeah. fast, and it, I mean, it's not like everybody telling you that you're wrong is right. It's that everybody is just looking out for you, and it's like just uh-huh. slow down a little bit. And it's great that you guys are in love, but like take it easy and don't let it run away because then once you get engaged, that just adds a whole element that you don't even know each other, and you're like, well we're going to be together forever. Yeah. And, and that adds something to a relationship. And being at the beginning of a relationship is such rocky, mm-hmm. thin ice ground anyway. Mm-hmm. Cause you're 
not really being your true self because you're still guarded and you're like, mm-hmm. what, is, what do I want to let this person know about me? Yeah. Or how do I want to present myself? Or like, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff with the added scrutiny of the entire world looking at you and kind of mocking you. Yeah. Um, which is not fair of all of us, mm-hmm. whatever. But also living life in public leads to that kind of scrutiny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it it's, I can't imagine that's, a great fertile ground for no. a relationship. No. Anyway, it just was like, it, I, I mean, I feel it's like so cynical to be like, no duh. But like at the same time, it's like, but what if it could have worked if they had just kind of handled their business a yeah, little well, differently? The thing is I like, I like, or I like, or like Pete Davidson on SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found, a lot of what he said about their relationship to be kind of icky right. in this weird, like frat guy way. Oh, um, like there was a sketch he did on SNL in weekend update talking about his relationship mm-hmm. and it just seems, I mean, he was obviously playing up for comedy. What right. a schlub he is. I mean, his, his shtick is saying things that are, you wouldn't expect someone to say and yeah, like being mm-hmm. blunt or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just the way he was treating her was very mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like, wow, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. But also just, it, it was icky. I don't really want to talk about some of the things that he said. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, it, I, I just wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta treat each other with respect. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. It was a whole thing. It doesn't yeah. matter. What else is there happening? Um, now I can't remember. Fair oh, enough. well, I saw this has nothing to do with anything other than just, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with the the whole. Um, there's like Chris Hemsworth, right? You know, I'm aware. And like I, I think that movie he's in right now looks really cool. Uh, Bad times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it weirdly it looks like it fell right on out of 1998. Yeah, that's what I've seen a lot of things saying is like, oh wow, these kind of movies don't get made anymore. Yeah, like it's it's back when Tarantino had just made Pulp Fiction. People yeah. are like, well, we can do this. Yeah, we can just make crazy movies and they can be good and not have anything related to some other. They don't have to come from a book or a comic yeah. book or something. No, I mean it, it looks fun and yeah. I want to see it. And the and the trailer, you're like, oh wow, I want to see that. And it's one of the first movies in a long time where I'm like, hey, I'd like to see that. That looks like fun. Yeah, and. Yeah. Manny, Manny Jacinto from The Good Place has a part in it. I don't oh. think a big one, but I know he's mm. in it. Well, and that brings us right to the other thing, which is that the the fourth Hemsworth brother, <laughs> what's his name? Larry. Larry Hemsworth is a character on The Good Place. It's and It's so good. It's amazing. Like, um, I don't want to talk too much about yeah. specific details of yeah. that, but this season is very good. Yeah. I believe I'm caught up. The newest one involved... An Airbnb, right? That's the most current episode. Yes, yes. Like, there's a joke about Airbnb, mm-hmm. and tonight is the is it's on oh tonight. okay because okay. they're they're on the new they're the new part of like NBC's Thursday night lineup. Nice, which is cool. It's like all my favorite shows are going to be on that. It's that and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and there's another one I can't remember, but it's like oh wow, it's back to the way Thursday used to be. That's when, nice when it was like Friends and Seinfeld and. Frasier and stuff. Um, Wasn't the office part of that at one point? Yeah, the office and parks and yeah, they always get like four shows that are really solid and they put them back to back to back. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, Yeah, but but I'm also obsessed with the fact that like there is Liam Hemsworth. He is out there and he's kind of a celebrity. I have never seen him in anything. 
Well, Liam Hemsworth, I mean, obviously he's less famous than mm-hmm. Chris because most people are less mm-hmm. famous than Chris Hemsworth. Um, but his, the stuff that he's in is much more geared towards younger audiences. Yeah. He was in The Hunger Games. Right. I, he, I think he was in one of the movies maybe with Miley Cyrus. I don't remember. But he's like on um, again, off again with her, right? Yeah, in real life. Well, he was in Independence Day Resurgence, which mm. beyond, no one saw that. Um, <laughs> I can't get enough of movies where they're like, well, you're finally getting around to making the sequel. Oh, and like our target audience uh, is now in their 40s. <laughs> like, yeah, it, <laughs> the like nostalgia thing. But like Independence Day was really popular, but does not hold up. And no one was like, oh, God, if only there was another Independence Day. Yeah. And, like, they made a bad movie and no one said, you wrecked my childhood, because nobody cared about Independence Day, the first one. Yeah, and, well, because Independence Day was a huge movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But in order to become, like, a true phenomenon in the Mm -hmm. way that, like, people are still excited about Star Wars, you have to, like, maintain some sort of public consciousness. (laughs) Or, yeah, Independence Day, who's still talking about it? No one. Like, I mean... People are still watching it probably on Fourth of July or whatever, but maybe, maybe not even. I don't that. think so. Like I don't, I don't, I really don't think it was something that was like, when are they going to make it? Yeah, I don't like. I, I still feel see, that way about a lot of those movies well, that they keep saying like, oh, we're going to bring it back. I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, and a lot of the, well, a lot of the TV. Oh, yeah, this um, talking about bringing back Independence Day randomly, however many years later. That's the way I feel about this Murphy Brown reboot. Oh boy, which. I've barely heard of Murphy Brown. Yeah. And I'm very plugged into new and older culture. Yeah. Murphy Brown was one of those shows that, like, you know how every show, like, CBS always has the number one show on TV, but nobody's ever talking about it? Yep. Like, somehow they get the Nielsen. I don't know how CBS has always managed to have that. Where Just it's like, old people who don't have Twitter in yeah, Nebraska but or whatever. I guess, but it, I mean, so, but Murphy Brown was, like, I guess cutting edge, but... God, I hated that show. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. It was very shticky. The characters oh. were annoying to me. I just never liked it. And, you know, I knew people that were like, oh, Murphy Brown. But, like, for the most part, I mean, the biggest thing was that Dan Quayle attacked the show as an example of, like, bad mor- morals or whatever because it was a single woman having a baby. Ooh. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, it's so politically charged. And I'm like, not really. It was like a, it was like about small stuff on a news station. Like that made it politically charged because Dan Quayle went out after them, but that was way at the end of the show. Oh yeah. I no, think. I, was, or, I don't know if it was at the end. I don't know. I don't know how long that show was on. I don't remember what years it was on. I just remember not thinking it was funny. Like it was the kind of show that you'd watch every once in a while and be like, oh yeah, it's kind of funny. But if you watched... It a couple weeks in a row, you'd be like, okay, I can deal without their yelling at each other. Yeah, or like, um, it's one of those network sitcoms that you don't really feel bad about falling out of. Mm-hmm. No, I totally feel nothing that. ever happened. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not needed. And I don't know. I always felt like it was like, isn't Can- Candace Bergen? I think won the Emmy every year, and I oh, I don't find her ever funny. Oh no. <laughs> well, apparently, it ran for ten seasons, which is crazy. Yeah. And the, God, the first episode of oh, what year did it start? Oh no, okay, eighty eight. Okay, so yeah, it had been on because it was when Dan Quayle said that. I think it, oh no, that was ninety two. So I guess it had been on for a few years when he yeah. did that because it was it right was like before right in the middle. It was like right around when he and 
Bushy Senior were trying to get reelected, and he he was like, "Family values." That's where that came from. Oh, I was great. like, "Family values." No, not, thank you. Not showing his family values. That was a big deal in 1992 that she was a single mother. Wow. Do you want to hear some of the episode titles? I was a 13 year old child of a single mother. <laughs> yeah, like that. Cool, Dan Quayle. No, that's insane. Mm. Um, but th- this new season seems like it's trying to be super on trend, mm. on zeitgeist. Yeah. Episode one, fake news. Mm. Episode two, I don't heart Huckabee. Mm-hmm. Episode three, hashtag Murphy two. Yeah. Uh, that sounds unwatchable. But this thing, like, we've ne- this is the third rebooted sitcom. Yes. I mean, there's that you can think or, of. Like, there's a Will and Grace, Will and Grace, Roseanne, and this one. Yeah, I, I mean, like Full House on Netflix. That was yeah. Um, I guess that was the original, wasn't it? That came out first. Yeah. I, yeah, that was weird. Too. Honestly, I think that I think that show probably did usher in a lot of people. Were like, oh, we can do this. Yeah, just bring yeah. it all back. Come here. Ugh. Come on, everyone. Veronica Mars is coming back apparently, which. Um, I have no opinions about because I've never seen the show, but I want to. I like the show. It's quirky and cute. I I, I never watched it as an, in its original run, and then when it was like, oh, we're making the movie, there was some station that was showing all of Veronica Mars, and I uh-huh. I'd made the mistake of like binge watching binge watching it. And, oh yeah, you know some shows are not made to binge watch; like they're episodic for a reason, and like you should watch them a week apart. Yeah, and that was one. Like, oh okay, I did the same thing with like House. I binge watched that. Like I'd never seen it, so then I recorded a whole bunch of episode like reruns mm-hmm. on some station, and just and then I was like, oh, I really like this show for like three or four episodes, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I see the pattern. Yeah. It, it, oh no, uh, I can't help but see the strings. No, it's rough because ep- episodic TV doesn't really exist anymore mm-hmm. because of the way that we consume it. Yeah. Um, it's it's like all serialized. Yeah, and especially like Maybe. things like that, like procedural stuff where. Um, you know, like house every week. It's somebody with a crazy disease. Yeah. And, oh, he's gonna. Fight. I don't know if Veronica Mars was quite that bad. I think I just got. I I had a hard time with maybe some of the performances or something that wore on me after a while. I don't know, but um, I think it's. I think it was really clever and cute and like it's enjoyable. So yeah, I, that's I, fine. I, I fully intend to check this it is out. Like the third like, time it's coming back now. Because they, they made the, the movie, movie yeah. and the show. Um. Well, yeah, Veronica Mars is, I think, it's in the top three of shows that I will check out eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. or that are on my priority list. I think it's, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. and then Veronica Mars, and I don't know if I have anything else on my mind. So it's moment. in your top three, but there's only two in your top I'm three? I'm sure there's a third one. There's I've no heard, three. <laughs> no, I, I'm so bad at keeping track of the TV I, I need to watch. I know. The fact that I'm caught up on The Good Place is a shocking thing. Yeah. Um, Because the show, I'm trying to watch these tv shows but it's like i don't have time Mm -hmm. it's october i got stuff to do yeah um like i'm super behind on it's always sunny in philadelphia we've we've talked about this yeah um the only thing i'm caught up on is american horror story and that's Mm -hmm. because it airs like the second i get home from my night shift on wednesdays yeah and sergio and i watch it together oh that's cool so that's like kind of an appointment thing yeah um, but beyond that, I, I just got to watch it online. And then it's like, even Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, is, which is a show that I love, yeah. It um, the season premiered last Friday. I just watched it yesterday, which was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, no, two, well, two, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it took me a couple days to get to it because mm-hmm. I'm not 
sitting home on a Friday night watching the CW. <laughs> yeah. I I have bad news for you. Nobody is. No, I, uh, I'm i out on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, really? You yeah, just lo- I, this I lost just you? can't keep going. I thought it was going to get different, and it's not what, different where did, enough. Where did you reach? She has uh, her and her boss kissed. In the elevator? Yeah, like the blonde guy. Oh, okay. You'd... Yeah, okay. Um, do I need to... Is there something coming that I should power through or... Yeah, I mean, without... Like she's still like, oh, do I love Josh or not? And I'm like, I don't care. Without giving too much away, in season three, there's a very major shift of her character and the focus of the show. Okay. That's what I was hoping for because I really don't like... Remember we were talking about main characters you don't care about? Oh. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing for me with it Crazy was It was fun in the first season because it was like all the characters were being introduced and stuff. Uh-huh. But she's, it just has come back to her, like... No, I, I, I think they yeah. realized that. Yeah. Because once they put her in the position where she is in season two, it's like, where can you go from that? Yeah. And... Okay. Well, um, maybe I'll try to power through. Like I said, I found the best way to, for me to watch it is to just la, watch la, la, the music. La, la, la. I know I watch the music videos for a little bit, but they're usually like a minute and a half, two minutes too long. Okay. Like, and well, I, I get a get sense of it. Joke. I'm like, I get uh-huh. the joke. Okay. Bloop. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still don't agree with that, but I, I <laughs> see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> well, when but, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many more episodes of this and they're all an hour long. Yeah, and I want to yeah, get, yeah. I want to get to wherever this point is where it changes. I, I will say, I'm curious. um, like if you're just fundamentally uncomfortable with the way their character is constantly making bad decisions mm-hmm. and t- it's tough to watch in a lot of ways, yeah. then this just might not be the show for you. Okay. Because this, her character it has problems yeah and i think the way that those problems are presented and the narratives that those problems create mm-hmm. do change in season okay. three well um, i know that there, i i noticed there was an episode where she's sitting there with her therapist and her therapist is like you need to examine yourself and she's like nope and like and i was like oh i see it like she I get that we're like sh- we're showing a character that refuses to look at herself and is just putting all of, all of her self worth in men. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, he, he checked his watch for those. Can we, can we get there? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I may I may skip around a little bit. That's fine. Uh, honestly, I may just skip to season three. Yeah, if you need a like a little boost, mm-hmm. I'll let you watch the first episode of season three and tell you what happens in like the end of season two. Okay. Um, and maybe that'll help. Yeah. Um, cause seasons one and two are the longest seasons cause they mm-hmm. were the ones that got like basically a full run from the CW. Yeah. Season three is very much shorter. Mm-hmm. It's like good place level. There's like 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally structurally good place yeah. level of like, it's reduced. It's a shorter run mm-hmm. because nobody watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, there's less filler. Yeah. And they're more focused on the story that they're mm-hmm. telling, and yeah. they know that their time is coming to an end, so it it reaches to places. Yeah, well, it's and, not spinning its wheels. And yeah, and that I mean that is part of it. Is it just feels like some of the plot lines? It's like this has got to advance. Uh-huh. This is just going back and forth over and over and over, and and especially when you're binging a show, you notice that yeah, way yeah. more. You're like, oh my god, we were just doing this ten minutes ago. <laughs> But yeah. it was a week ago if you were watching it in real time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but maybe I'll try to get back into it. Yeah, that's but. fine. I just, 
I, I like Rachel Bloom as a presence. Uh-huh. I like her comedy style. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about her parody songs is, well, there's a thing that she does a lot in mm-hmm. her songs in that there's usually one line in it mm-hmm. that crams in way too many words for mm-hmm. the meter of the song. Yes. And that gets me every time. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think she, I think it's very funny. I think, uh, she is probably a better writer than she is an actor. And sometimes when her character has to pull, like, carry more weight or whatever, I get a little bit like, Oof. but she's, I like, she has great energy and she's fun to watch and stuff. Like, I, yeah, I she's, think she's obviously really talented. It's just, <sighs> yeah, I need, no, I, I need, I need the plot. And I think I needed you to tell me, just go to season three and then I'll go to season three and I think I'll like it. I, I hope so. And if if you don't, that's totally fine. Because like yeah. I said, you, it just might not be the tonal fit for you. I mean, like, but, yes, I, I we've talked about this a bunch where I'm like, I don't love it when a character makes bad decisions. Yeah. But they're, the show is very – like, it's not like, how can we write them into bad decisions and, like, use this flaw? But, like, they they let you in on the fact that the logic is flawed. There's always a character mm-hmm. being like, no, no. Don't do it. And yeah, she's the, like, no, it'll be great. Yeah, the the show is fundamentally about her bad decisions mm-hmm. and not like It's called doing Crazy it. Ex-Girl. It's yeah. based on the original idea is somebody making a terrible decision. It's just, it it really, it, it just came to a complete screeching halt at some point in the middle of season uh-huh. whatever. And I'm like, what? I will say that there, well, th- there's an episode in the middle of season three that I think is like a straight up masterpiece of television. Okay. Um, and I hope you at least get to there so we mm-hmm. can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, cause I really do enjoy the show. Yeah. I'm um, like, a, like a, there, there is filler, especially in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spinning of wheels and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I really like about crazy ex-girlfriend is first of all, I mean, the diversity in casting and storytelling. Yes. Um, the, like a tiny little character who shows up as like a joke in one scene, mm-hmm. they might not. They might not become recurring. Some mm-hmm. of them do, and they get suddenly get depth, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like we're spending time with you, and it's fun mm-hmm. and crazy. It, I'm not saying like, like the guy that runs the bar, the boss at the at the bar. Yeah, get all of a sudden he's there in other episodes, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's it's like stepping into a puddle that you think is going to be shallow, and then you're like, "Whoa, we're mm-hmm. spending way more time with this person than yeah. I thought." Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it's like oh these people will make you mm-hmm. cry, but like even. Like, sometimes there will be a one-note character who shows up as a gag, and then maybe you just see them in the little snippet at the end before the credits run, Mm -hmm. and they just get a little scene to themselves, and it's fun, and, like, the show is just very generous yeah, um, with its characters, Mm -hmm. and I also just, like, it's one of the few shows that that incorporates modern internet terminology and technology Mm -hmm. and apps and things in a way that feels natural to the characters Not their lives forced. yeah i'm gonna go on this dating app yeah or whatever yeah it doesn't feel like a bunch of 50 year old white men trying to figure out what tinder is yeah like there's a and it, it just feels fresh in that yes. way and i like yeah. that it's got a very different voice than any show has ever had which i like but yeah i just i i have gotten to the point where it's on my you know continue watching part uh-huh. on Netflix and I'm like it's slowly skirting to the I right. don't want to I'll just watch old episodes of The Office yeah no I, I get that but I mean the the things that I respond to like there is a joke in, probably in season three I'm not spoiling anything I but it's I, I know but there is a joke where it's like I did 
I followed the standard scientific procedure. I formed a hypothesis, and then I read a Vox article about it, and now <laughs> I like I have reached my conclusions. Yes, yes, and just it, the ways that they name drop that mm-hmm. kind of thing, I find very funny. Yeah, and natural. Um, yeah. Speaking of the office, I I'm getting to the part where the wheels come off, and I'm like, no, like. It's right as Michael is leaving the show, and, oh. and they where it just is like, "What are we?" for like three seasons. It's so much longer than you remember it. Like, well, because yeah, because they they brought in like there's the Will Ferrell time. And the, the Will Ferrell that character at the time it was really upsetting because it was like, "Oh, this is gonna be the this isn't gonna be the new boss." Like, where are we going? And uh-huh. It just felt rudderless. But that little short run is amazing. Like that character okay. is so funny, um, especially. Well, what I love is I actually realize there's a connection to my crazy ex-girlfriend because his obsession with like the the uh, the Southwest, right? Oh yeah, and it totally reminds me of the boss and his like weird Southwestern style. Yeah, and like oh, I'm really connected to the Native American <laughs> culture, and it's the same that same vibe of like he's wearing way too much tur- turquoise and uh-huh. silver, and like um, so I I because I remember. When I was watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I was like, I feel like I've seen this somewhere, this gag of like, why is he wearing dressing that way? And it was Will Ferrell's oh, okay. character. Yeah, which I like. Um, and that character is so great because he's so like, makes no sense. And yeah. But boy, the when they brought in James Spader, I was like, Oof. oh, yeah. They're like, we know who to write into the show. <sighs> God. I don't know. Like, I, I do feel like. I will defend certain later office seasons mm-hmm. as being like charming or mm-hmm. still fine. They have but, they have their moments, but they they created character arcs or turns that were like, oh boy, they gotta get you know the Jim working in Philadelphia for oh, some yeah. reason is. And I I was trying to do the research. There's a part in the season that I was just watching. It's like season seven where John Krasinski's like barely in two or three episodes in a row. And I'm like, I wonder if he was filming something then. Probably. Uh, I have to, like, go back and look at it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then that is probably why they did the Philadelphia thing. They probably had a movie to film. And it's funny when you do that where you're like, I really don't like this choice they made. And then you look back and you're like, oh, the actress got pregnant and they had to write her out of the show for a little while. Or the actor had a thing. It's like, okay, well, then I understand it. At least I always find that interesting to try Mm -hmm. and, like... Sherlock, what's happening off mm-hmm. screen by like what characters you're seeing? Well, Andy um, gets written out of the show two different seasons, two seasons in a row, I think. In um, in the office. Oh, Ed Helms, you mean? Yeah, the character of Andy. I said, I said that like it's his real name. I was like Andy, you know Andy? Yeah, no, I, I was trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, because he's been a while since I've seen. Because he like, what does he do? He like drives across the country to. I don't know. There's a couple times where he just leaves the job. Oh. And it's, I think, and one of them, he just, like, goes on a boat forever. I feel like, was that happening a lot to BJ Novak? Because I feel like he was coming and going a lot on that show. Or was that just because he was a writer and didn't yeah. show up? I'm also, there's times where I'm like, someone needs to explain to me what what his character is making fun of right now. Because he, once he, like, became the boss... You know, first he was just the guy that was like, I don't really want to be here. Uh-huh. Right? And then he became the boss. And then every season it was like, he was like, I'm going to take on this kind of guy. Like, I think yeah. it's mostly hipsters, but like his hairstyle keeps changing in funny ways. And um, he was, he got very like business bro for a while, right? Yeah. Like, well, kind of like 
drug fueled almost. Like, yeah, he like, does that when he's in New York. Okay, he's like, and, but then you know he gets fired and arrested or whatever. Uh huh. Um, or maybe he's just fired. But then, like, they find him at the bowling alley, and his hair's bleach blonde. He's like oh, working yeah. at the bowling alley, and then he, um, and then he's like, yeah, I love Thailand. And then he turns out he never went to Thailand. Like, there's a bunch huh. of stuff like that. But like. Just all over the place. But when he finally comes back and he's working in the office full time for some reason, like, why? Yeah. Um, and doesn't do anything, but he's just there to, like, he and Kelly, like, have these little funny things. It, I His character is so all over the place, but he gets to do some really funny stuff. Like, I was just watching an episode. It's the episode. It's not a It's not a great. It's one that doesn't quite work, but it's Ed Helms' character is, like, doing a seminar, like a self-help or a small business seminar. Okay. And everything falls apart. And then he's like, Ryan, can you come in and be a guest speaker? And he's like, I really don't like to commit to stuff. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so that's a no. And he's like, I don't like not committing to stuff either. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, so you'll come. And he's like, yeah, probably. And he's like, okay, so you're in. And he's like, yeah, but if I don't show up, like who cares? Like, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's really, it's a very funny bit, but it's also like that character. Like, I feel like they give him bits and, the character doesn't hold together. Yeah, he's just a bit machine yeah, or whatever like that, they feel. Yeah, that trait has never been present before that he's like, eh, I don't know. Like, that wasn't his personality. He just kind of didn't want to commit to Kelly because he didn't really want to be with her. Yeah. Anyway. And um, one more thing oh, about yeah. The Office. I do like, maybe my good feelings towards the end of the show is mm-hmm. I really like Ellie Kemper and I really yeah. like Zach Woods. Yeah. Um, it's so like Gabe and what? Who who did she play? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, I really like them. Yeah, it's it's very. It, there was just a, I feel like in those in those seasons, the later seasons, it seems like there's so much like. First of all, they kept. I don't know why they felt the need to add new characters, like you know, on sitcoms where they're like, "We'll add a new baby" because uh-huh. their ratings are dipping. But they added like new workers to the office, and eventually, it just was like Daryl's in the office. Gabe works in the office. They've got. Aaron, they've got Pam as a salesperson or whatever. Like, they've got uh-huh. so many people, so many, like, personalities to deal with. It's like, just, huh. Like, the show started in, I mean, you know, the English version, you only really get to know, like, five of them. Uh-huh. And in the first season of the American one, it's only a handful of people that you actually get to know. Like, uh, and then they slowly developed people. By the end, it's like, you got Angela with her, like, oh, the senator thing. You know, she's dating oh, the senator. Oh. There's just so much going on. And it's so all over the place. It's like, guys. But it's still funny. It just, I always felt like towards the end, none of the characters really stayed true to themselves. Well, that happens so much in yeah. sitcoms. Or, yeah. Like, there's either the, like, let's switch things up or the 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 friends thing where they all just escalate so much yeah. that by the end, there's these insane caricatures mm-hmm. of where they started. My sandwich? Yeah, like Joey can't can barely read yeah. by the end of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just remembering him trying to speak French. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and, 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 yeah, it's not that the shows are bad. No. But they they're different. They're the different and different. they're just, you know, it's I uh, Whatever, I feel like we've had the same conversation about time. Oh, we, we totally have. Yeah. Um, just one thing, I I think the reason I love Gabe so much mm-hmm. is because he does have a pretty solid joke about horror movies. And because there's a, 
a part where he and Aaron are trying to fi- pick which movie to watch that night or something. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to make her watch Suspiria, which actually yes. is going to be... I a- just watched this episode. Oh, you just did? Yeah, where she's, like, trying to beat him at, at Words with Friends or whatever mm-hmm. so that she can choose the movie. Something she wants like to that, watch yeah. Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And he wants to watch Suspiria, and I don't. He has just like a funny joke about it being art or something. I don't remember. It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Mm-hmm. But then the com- he's like, "I've reached a compromise. We'll watch this movie about a killer robot dog because he wanted to watch a robot movie." And yeah, I'm like, I feel this so hard. Yeah, yeah, yes. That that's that episode. Yeah, because yeah. she's like, "I want to watch Wally." And anyway, but that's in that period where they're like showing that Andy's the better match for her, and the- oh, but then. They do the same thing. They get the, they get he, he and Aaron together. Andy and Aaron get together. Then they split up. Then they get together. Then they split. It's like, what are we doing? That's so tough for sitcoms. Yeah. Like, that's why I, um, I mean, most sitcoms have the on-again, off-again couple. And mm-hmm. then they have the solid couple. Mm-hmm. And the solid couple is usually way better. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Lily and Marshall and How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And then you got your, in Scrubs, there's Turk and Carla. Like they're mm-hmm. to they get together or are together in the first season, and they yeah. have their ups and downs, but they're yeah. a couple, and you watch them mm-hmm. develop and strengthen, and yeah, you know, actually have a relationship, and it's not the oh we're breaking up because I saw you taking a bath, and yeah. I thought some guy was coming out of the bathroom in a towel, but there was a wacky misunderstanding. Yeah, well, and, and the lo- the logic behind Andy and Aaron not being together is like so flawed. Yeah. Like they. I think it was just like, oh, bleh, we can't get them together, so we'll break them up for d- no. Like, I don't even think the first time it's explained. Like, they're totally happy together, and then they come back from the summer, and the, and Andy's at the front desk talking to her, and Gabe walks up and kisses her, and you're like, what? Oh, and it's like never explained why they broke up. Huh. Yeah, that's that's rough. Were there any other news stories? Uh, okay, I don't even remember what I meant by this, but just Tom Hardy. I was just, you know, being handsome and great. And in not great movies sometimes. Yeah. But also, like... Oh, you mean... Is he a movie star? How he feels compelled to... That is weird. Because I was thinking about... He's leading a superhero movie. Yeah. And I was like, but why, though? But... And also, like, I think his Bane is a really interesting character. But I, I know that where he first came on the scene... Kind of as a, like a oh this guy might be the next he got the next big thing label uh huh and then hasn't been but has like all this respect when I don't feel like he's done anything great in a while yeah he has a lot of the respect of critics mm-hmm. but also like audiences mm-hmm. widely seem to like yeah him. but like oh Tom Hardy he's so great and I'm like based on. Yeah, because I think, for one thing, he's maybe too much of a chameleon. Because, mm-hmm. especially in his early roles, like, I don't remember him being in Inception. Or... Yeah, I... Okay, so I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Inception, and I was like... They're like, and Tom Hardy is just a star. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, like, hearing about him before I saw the movie. I watched the movie and went, huh? And then they were talking about him, and I was like... I was like, I don't remember a single scene with him in it. Yeah. Is he really a star? I remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is that his name? Yeah. And I remember... Like Ellen Page. Ellen Page. I remember that. I remember Tom Hardy kind of being there, and they were like, oh, he's so great in this scene. And I, I, you know, it goes back to that, like, is perception reality? Was he being talked about so people went into the movie and, like, focused on him, and then were like, oh, he's so great. He said that line. Yeah, or it's, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. of... Like, 
Sorry, I'm going to get horror nerdy again. Do it. But Meg Ryan is in Amityville 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and you watch it now knowing that she's Meg Ryan. And you're like, oh, she's luminous. She captures the yeah. camera. And it's like, are you feeling like that just because you recognize her face already? Mm-hmm. Or is she actually good in Amityville 3? And the answer is usually you just know her face. Yeah. I don't know. She's pretty good in Top Gun, and she was nobody then. No, sorry, I'm not saying yeah. she's bad. Yeah, but no, no, like, no. I guess uh, yeah, I'm, she I'm plays focusing like, on the detail. Not she the plays like the main girl's friend. She's like barely yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, Did I just do something? No, no. you're good. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, so but I'm all, I'm just like, where did all of this? Like, Bane was really cool, uh-huh. but also that that was a a huge choice that voice, and it's really bizarre, and it worked. But how much of it worked because he was Tom Hardy and he was making that acting choice? Like, I always feel like his choices are really obvious. He's yeah, like, he, look he, at this voice. He I'm loves doing. crazy. In this one, he's like, I'm Eddie Brack. Yeah. I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> I got to do the Phantom. <laughs> I just, it's like, who uh, is this guy? In me? <laughs> Where did he come from? How did he get to this level of like, he's opening movies, but... Nobody knows what his real voice is or anything about. It. I don't know. And like, what are his great movies? That the Dark Knight Rises from however many years ago. Yeah. Or like, what else? He, yeah. He was I good. Mean, is, Mad Max Fury Road is oh, a terrific right. film, yeah. and I think he's terrific in it. Um, That's right. I forgot that was another big one. But that yeah. was one where everybody that, that went. He didn't make a lot of money. No, but it was a big release and it got uh-huh. a lot of attention. And you're one of the few people I've ever heard that says like he's really great in it. A lot of people are like, why is he even there? Because he barely speaks, and for most most of it, he's just going ah. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I I mean, I, we've talked yeah. about this also. Yeah, but I I just think. There are some perf- non-speaking performances where it's like, oh, that person's just standing there. And yeah, I didn't. An interesting face. I don't but, agree with that. No, no, no. But yeah. like, there are some where it's like, oh, you're n- literally not doing anything, and just your face mm-hmm. is interesting. But I think it's so much harder to give a performance without any lines, mm-hmm. and to have people feel the emotions and understand, um, like what's going through your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a really terrific role for him. Yeah. Well, he's a very like, physical guy. It just, I, I just, I don't know that I've ever been like, this is somebody that we should all be like, ooh, what's his next choice going to be? Which I feel like as a narrative with him, like, look at this crazy choice he made. It, yeah, and it's well, like, we don't do that with all actors. It's just him. He's like, <gasps> he's the next level of like De Niro type people. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like, he, he wears funny wigs sometimes or like shaves his head, I guess. Did you ever see The Revenant? I, I think we've talked about it. I've watched okay. up to a point, and every time I'm like, I can't do it anymore, and no, I want to get past it. It's not a good movie, and it um, and then it um it disappeared off of all streaming things. You oh, can only course. buy it now. Weird or that's weird. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. It's oh. like not on Showtime, HBO, anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, the thing it, probably that is no one wants to watch it. <sighs> well, but just like looking at. Mm-hmm. His character in that movie, it's such a caricature of yeah. the Tom Hardy performance because it's. Mm-hmm bananas yeah it's like this crazy like appalachian accent it's like you can't understand a word he's saying and he got nominated for an oscar yeah and i I don't know Mm -hmm. (sighs) whatever i i like tom hardy yeah he seems nice and gentle yeah i guess it sounds like i don't like him but it's more just like how did this narrative form about he must have great agents 
Yeah, because he doesn't even, he's kind of reclusive. He doesn't yeah. really interview that much. So yeah. maybe that's, people can just put whatever they want onto him. Yeah. He's not out here on Twitter, like, ruining himself every day or yeah. something. Um, he did do that funny thing with his dog. Uh, people also like him because he likes dogs. That yeah. helps. But, I, right, that he did, like, the Bane voice with his dog or something? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about the Aladdin remake? I feel about it the same way I felt about every Disney live action remake. And my question is, why? Yeah, that's usually my question. This is one uh, I really enjoyed the original movie. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. But then I just keep thinking, Will Smith? Oh, yeah. and He's just going to shout at us. And he's going to shout. Yeah. The thing is, I don't really like Aladdin that much. Oh, Um, see, I really liked it. But I'm not really sure. I think I just... It was right in my Robin Williams is my idol. Oh, wheelhouse. yeah. Like of it was course. right at that time where I was. So what year is it? 93, 92? Yeah, like it was yeah. right as I was forming my identity as like, oh, I want to be funny. Uh-huh. And and that I just, you know, I don't think it holds up. I think when I watch it now I'm like, oh, this isn't funny. But at the time I was like, oh, he's so brilliant. Mm. Um so I think there's that level of nostalgia. But I actually, every other one, I'm like, eh, like, I don't need that to happen. I don't really understand it. But this one, I'm like, I'm kind of excited to see it. Okay. I, I mean, don't know why. That That's fine. Like, I was interested in seeing Beauty and the Beast because, mm-hmm. I mean, it obviously was never going to be good. Um, but I like live action musical movies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out to be the one. Um, no, you didn't like it? No, 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 no. I never saw the original, so I was what? Of, yeah, I never saw the original Beauty and the Beast. Oh, ever? I don't think so. Okay, I mean, I, you know, it as uh, let's see, like the year that it came out was probably when I was in that age range of like I don't want to oh, see yeah. a cartoon. I think it was nineteen ninety. Yeah, so I was eleven. Okay, yeah, and I think my little sister got really into it. Fair enough. And I don't know if she... I know that I watched The Little Mermaid like a hundred thousand times. Yes. That and Newsies were on a nonstop loop in our house. Um, thanks, Ashley. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like... I know that The Little Mermaid, I was like, oh, this is so dumb, but I liked it. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, I totally... That That's how... That was the way I got to both fandom of Lady Gaga and Kesha. Because mm-hmm. it was a rough time, 2009. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I, I totally feel you there. But like, you know, so I did a lot of watching it, but being like, I don't want to watch it again. And then I'd be like, I like this part. <laughs> oh, Les Poissons. Um, and then, and same with Newsies. Like, oh, I really like that song. Oh, but this movie's so dumb. <laughs> um, but Beauty and the Beast, I don't think she got that on home video. Okay. And so I didn't go see it in the movies. And like, there was a time where if you didn't own the home video, like I wasn't going to rent it. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it just never happened. Okay. No, it, that, that's fair. A, um, I have a memory of watching it, but what I think it was is my sister may have had the, like, do you remember the books that would come with, like, the audio tape? And it would be like, yeah, at the chime, yeah, yeah. turn the page. I think she had that of Beauty and the Beast, so that's why I kind of knew it. But I don't. So I didn't. I don't know. I liked it. Emma Watson can do no wrong by me. She can do wrong when she's singing. Um, that's not one of her skills. I didn't care. But, I was like, oh, awesome that you tried. Like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> look, look. The thing, I am a fierce, not defender, but, like, I don't necessarily mind if someone who's singing can't really sing. Yeah. 
Um, she wasn't. It wasn't bad. She just wasn't great. She, she was. was, like, it was meh. Just, she was auto tuned, and oh, that was, she? was not her fault. Yeah. Um. It just doesn't fit with you're watching like what 14th century France, and she's like sounds like Cher and Do You Believe <laughs> in Life After Love. Um. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I Cher did release her album of ABBA covers. Oh, good. Um. I know you were worried that it was never going to happen. Um, this is this is excellent news. Anyway, I won't talk about that. For <laughs> um, I'm yeah, gonna be no. so ABBA inundated in a couple months. I really I can't do it. Oh yeah, because you're doing Mamma Mia the uh, musical. Yeah, I mean, I have. I feel like I haven't heard anything new from them about this, but I've heard that ABBA themselves are supposed to be making new music at the end of the year. Okay, which I'm so interested in hearing. Yeah, but. Anyway, other things. Yeah, the Disney live action musical or live action anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like Disney is obviously such an important part of the lifeblood of most people who were children at one point yeah. who are alive now. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty on and off with Disney properties. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not like The Lion King. Um, oh, really? Yeah, which is like the center point of most people of my age. Yeah, They're I guess like, it would be. I mean, it came out. The same year that I did. It came out in 94, I think. Yeah. That um, sounds about right. Well, that but, was the stretch of time where Disney was trying to win Best Picture with their cartoons. Uh-huh. And they came close. Beauty and the Beast got nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just like, I was shocked that you hadn't seen Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, do I like Beauty and the Beast? And it's like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, I love the opening song, mm-hmm. Belle. Um, yeah. But I was like, yeah, I could I could live without it. I mean, Little Mermaid, obviously, great. Mm-hmm. And then I love Tangled, I think, is I love wonderful. Tangled, yeah. Um, and then your, uh, what do we got? The Emperor's New Groove. I would love that one. It's great. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, that one's just so wacky. It is really wacky. It's so weird that it's a David Spade thing. Like, so weird. Yeah. No, Everything it, about it shouldn't have worked, and it worked, and but it, nobody saw it. Yeah, it, it's just it's a bunch of really weird choices mm-hmm. that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the big ones, like when they remade the Jungle Book, it's like I don't even want to watch the original Jungle Book. Yeah, there's like a little bit of – there's a lot of Disney movies where I think people are like, I love that movie. But for 75% of it, you're kind of not paying attention because it's not very interesting. Uh-huh. Like you remember a couple sequences. Like – you know, bare necessities and uh, I want to walk like you or whatever in yeah, Jungle uh-huh. Book are pretty great. Everything else is like there's a whole movie attached to that. Yeah, you can miss me with that. Like, <laughs> or like, or like they're redoing Dumbo, <sighs> which I don't need. Yeah, I mean, there's they're not for me, and that's fine. I especially don't understand the live action remakes where it's just CGI animals, so it's still a cartoon. So we're just it's a different like the Jungle Book. That poor kid was just on a green screen for yeah. the entire movie. What are we doing? But whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not saying any movie deserves to not be made necessarily. It's just not one yeah. that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that movies are now so corporate that it's like, well, this formula worked. Yeah. So do it again. And that's and art. God, and looking at the slate of movies that are upcoming, mm-hmm. I'm just not excited about the end, this end of the year mm-hmm. situation we've got going on. Like, I'm excited for the new Halloween. Yeah. 
just because I'm not even the hugest fan of the Halloween fan of the Halloween franchise as a whole. Yeah. But just any new horror franchise movie, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I, I like that they're being made. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so then you've got like, I don't know, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is probably not going to be good. <sighs> um, I'm really thrown off by that because I think originally it was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen as yeah Mercury. forever ago yeah. And that was such a good match with the look uh-huh. that when they brought in Rami Malik, Rami Malik, who you know when he's he kind of looks like him, but it just looks like a guy with fake teeth and a funny mustache yeah. to me. Um, and everyone's like, "Whoa, he looks so much like him!" And I'm like, "You mean his teeth and mustache?" But everything about like everything else is wrong. And I, mean, I don't know. I just it's not a story. I, I yeah. well, the, I I hate biopics. Yeah, I like I, real life is so. Yeah. It is rife with incident, but no arc or plot of any kind. Mm-hmm. Life isn't a story. That's why we turn to storytelling. Yeah. It's um, just funny when it's like, oh, look, it's going to be another tragic one. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Gotta be tragic. Yeah, hooray. But then, we, like, Fantastic Beasts 2, I'm like, okay. Um, um, I'll, I'm, I'm excited just for the kind of, like, I don't. I, I just like the fact that Dumbledore is going to be in it. That'll be cool. More yeah. Dumbledore. No, look, I liked the first one mm-hmm. and I like the characters and I'm happy to see them again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm in no way bitter by this one. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I, I hear that, uh, gay Dumbledore is not going to be like, you know, romantically involved yeah. with anyone, which is frustrating to me. Well, but, cause it'll be after he and Grindelwald had their falling out, right? Yeah. Because you only ever have one romantic partner in your life when you're 800 years old or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I hate it. Um, but anyway, look, look at December. This is what we have coming up. Okay. Mortal engines that like Peter Jackson movie with the big cities on cars or whatever. Oh geez. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It, it looks like, Mad Max kind of, sort of, almost made money. Let's do another one of mm-hmm. those, but without George Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, actually, this one I'm interested in. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, that animated movie. Oh, okay. That actually looks really pretty. Um, have you seen any trailers for that? I don't think so. That, um, it's, it's, I know it's like, oh, another Spider-Man movie. Who could mm-hmm. want this? But it's, I think it's Miles... Morales, I think it's some other Spider-Man character. It's an African American character, mm. um, and I think it's about him. I look. I'm not a comics guy, and I'm probably really come on, Brennan. You're pissing off all our six fans. Yep. No, but I, I think it's about him, like finding some sort of wormhole into other dimensions and other Spider-Mans. Okay. And cool. I think the other, it's like of different nationalities mm-hmm. and different cities and different ages or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, Nick Cage is a voice. Oh, fun. But I. John Mulaney, who I love. Oh, yeah. I love him. But I, I think they're all presented in different animation styles mm-hmm. and, like, all their different spaces and worlds. Mm-hmm. And it just looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the in the trailer, most of what you see is from Miles, like, kind of setting him up. Mm-hmm. And his world is created to look like um, a comic book panel with all the dots, oh, like, cool. inside of everything. But in this kind of, like, CGI animated way, it's, it just looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like the other movies, like on Christmas weekend, we're getting Mary Poppins Returns, which, ugh. oh my God. Speaking of sequels that are much too late, mm-hmm. and then Bumblebee, the Transformers spinoff. Movies have really just become self parody at this point. Yeah. Like we're getting spinoffs of movies that nobody watched. 
Nobody cares about Transformers anymore. Yeah. Keep going. Aquaman, which... Oh, Jesus, I DC. Know. Get it together. Like, it's 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 so sad because Aquaman's the movie I'm most looking forward to in December. Mm-hmm. And th- that's like... It, it's it's nothing. Yeah. I have no feelings towards it. I'm going to see it eventually yeah. when it's five bucks mm-hmm. on some discount day. Yep. Because, I mean, I like the director, James Wan. Mm-hmm. But, like... Ugh. Jason Momoa is fun to look at. Yeah, he's not really my type, though. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's not my type, but... Well, actually, I don't know. He's he's so big and muscly, I feel like straight guys are even a little bit like, all right. I don't, I'm not... I'm not into the, like, funhouse mirror parody yeah. of masculinity. He's really interesting, though. He's an interesting dude. I oh, like yeah. him a lot. No, yeah, sorry, I'm not taking yeah. that away. But just, like, th- like th- there are a lot of... Um, straight women who are like oh the rock like his smile mm. could melt me he's so mm. handsome but i'm like the rock it has transcended humanity at this yeah. point he is too big and too muscly he's like his head's a funny shape too he is a <laughs> like a step up the evolutionary chain yeah and he's not something that i would even or someone yeah. that i would even consider like being attracted to because he is just so much yeah it's overwhelming Yes, he's interesting. That's he's another. It's like, how many movies can he make? Oh yeah, good oh, lord. Who who was I thinking that about? There's someone who's in everything right now. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'll never well, remember that. Yeah, great. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, got anything else? Uh, wait. I feel like you were going. Oh, what else is coming out in in December? Is there anything else? That's kind of it. I mean, they're that, all basically sequels, and they're all. The sequels we don't care about. Yep, I love Emma Emily Blunt though. Uh, so I'm, yeah, she's I great. want it to do well, but oh boy, can I? I am not excited about Lin Manuel Miranda doing everything. Have you yeah. seen his commercial? No, it's I like haven't. an American Express commercial or something, and it's like implying. I don't know. It's like it. It shows kind of the genesis of Hamilton, and then him getting out of the limo in front of the Hamilton thing. And oh. like, oh, I'm so humble. He's just so freaking phony baloney, I can't stand it. <laughs> he is the biggest phony in the world. Ever, all of his, like, like when he's on talk shows and he's like, oh, aren't I charming? And I'm just like, dude. Just, like lots of affect. Yeah, it's just, like, so over the top. He's such a, like, he's just a theater kid, I guess that's what it is. You know, he's like a theater guy, but he's yeah. just so over the top. And then because well, theater, theater doesn't always play to these smaller, yeah. more subtle, like what a camera can capture. But he's just not like he's not a great singer. No, he's not a good rapper at all. Yeah, he does that weird affectation where it's like that's not that's why are you why are you putting that like heavy New York accent on everything? You're like very well spoken. Don't like I saw it like all that stuff. I'm like ah, buddy. Just bring it back a little bit. Um, and, like, for him to be like, oh, I realize that, like, they're all battle rappers or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you listen to hip hop, but you did not live like a hip- – don't act like you grew up in some impoverished way. You had, like, parents who were professors or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, buddy, <laughs> he just – I don't like him. Anyway, it's not not his fault. I yeah, no, it's not. He, the wrong way. Look, he seems like he is – he seems to care about people, and yeah. he seems to want to take care of people. Yes. Um, and I really appreciate that. No, he's just big phony. Yeah, anyway. his musical stylings are not ones that I appreciate. Yeah. We've talked about this also. Yeah. Um, Speaking of rappers, um, I don't know. 
Okay, so there's this like subset of rap- rappers that are all getting their faces ta- tattooed. Oh boy! And I've face tattoos this, yes. are a thing now that where it's not just like a face tattoo; it's like a million, and it's all over, and they're all it. It looks like they're all doing satire of each other. Like there's a new thing where they're all like dyeing their hair all crazy colors, and then the their grills are out of control. And they it's just like there's so much going on on your face. Yeah, and like it's so busy. There Sergio and I have a lot of jokes about this. And some mm-hmm. of them are really morbid cuz like yeah. our our neighbor blasts a lot of rap music mm-hmm. of pretty much exclusively rappers who have died this year. Oh, okay, yeah. Um Yeah, there's been a crazy string of these like 19-year-old Yeah, and that SoundCloud rappers that keep dying in weird ways. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Um that that's not good. No. Um obviously. But there's Someone who died, who was like a white rapper who looks exactly like that. His name was Lil Pump. Yes, I just that's who what spurned this or spurred this was. It, I was on IMDb and a, something about Lil Pump. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, or no, this is Lil Peep who died. Lil Peep. Well, whatever. See, they the all have the, is, there's there's one who's alive called uh-huh. Lil Pump, mm-hmm. and they look exactly the same. Oh, really? They have like the top knot with pink hair. Uh-huh. They have a bunch of face tattoos. Yeah. The only difference is that one of them is alive, and I and they have the same name. Yeah. It. I. I'm so confused. It. I. Well, it's just they've just become like, uh, like I was saying earlier, they've become self parody as at this mm-hmm. point. Like, if you were going to make fun you can't even make fun of anyone because they've exaggerated it so much who's the guy post malone oh who I, is oh, this guy him. who is this guy and why is he big in hip-hop yeah why is he charting so why are people excited about he's he's one of those guys first of all like he's just like yeah i got an ace of horse yeah and is he is he the nickelback of rap Maybe he is. I don't understand what's happening, but it's like he's so over the top. Every picture of him, I'm like, what is going on? And then every – like there's this whole subset of rappers. Every single one of them, their name starts with Lil, uh-huh. which was a joke forever ago, and now it's legitimate. Like it was like Lil Wayne and Lil whatever, and like they were like three of them. And now Lil every, Kim. Yeah, and now it's everyone. And, uh-huh. and, and it used to make sense. Lil Wayne – Lil Romeo, Lil Bow Wow, like now it's just like Lil, Lil, Lil started when he was like fourteen or something, right? I don't know about Lil Wayne. I know Lil I think he did. Romeo and Lil Bow Wow were both kids. Yeah, but I don't know about Lil Wayne. I don't know anything about that guy. I know that like he's probably the most respected of them, and like I feel like everybody else is biting off his style. But to, it just seems like everybody's like making upwards now to put after the Lil. Oh yeah. And like Uzi Vert? Yes. What is happening? And it it just every time one of my kids is like, "Oh, do you know this rapper?" I'm like, "No." And I like rap, but I'm not going to listen to that. Like that name is absurd. And no. Do you want to know my favorite though? Which is someone who I think is aware that is absurd. There is a new rapper named Lil Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> like my- how um. That's how I feel about Chance the Rapper. Because yeah. it's such a weirdly descriptive kind of funny yes. name. I'm like, I think he's in on it. Like, yeah. I don't know a ton about either of them, but I'm like, I feel like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I don't know. Because there's that side of rap where like, n- like Chance the Rapper, nothing about the way his his style, everything, none of it says like, 
hip hop. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I wear a hat and a white shirt, and like, I I'm really under. And then there's this other side, and it's it's like all of them have the same name, all of them have the same look, all of them are doing the same style, all their beats are exactly the same, and yeah, that, every song sounds. And I'm like, what's happening? Do you guys not hear it? And like, they don't even rap anymore. They just kind of talk in like four second spurts. Yeah, had to go down to the stout. <laughs> had to go get my rope. Like, what are we doing? That's not what. That's like I'm so old now. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm t- like music has just become noise to me. I hate it. It's so upsetting. I love music, but I don't listen to it. And I don't. I'm like, I don't know the last time I got excited about a. Like I'll be looking on my phone and I'm like, oh, I'll play some new music, and then I'm like, I don't have any new music. Like I, things I, I think of as new are five years old. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, at, at the end of the year, I always put together this big blog post of, like, these mm-hmm. are my ten favorite songs of the year. And sometimes I struggle to get, like, five. Yeah. And I have to do research. I'm like, what came out this year? Yeah. It's um, so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's rough. Like, the only new album that I have is the Share ABBA mm-hmm. album, which yeah. I enjoy, but it's just Share doing ABBA karaoke. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of challenging music involved. Yeah. Um, some of them are fun and like actually mm-hmm. change the genre a little bit. Oh, but, you like, know what album is great? What I, great. uh, Janelle Monae's. Oh, it's, oh, it's called Dirty Computer, right? Yes. That one? It's really okay. good. I recommend. I'll have to check it out. That's I'd... good. I have it on Amazon music. That's the other thing is I, so I've had this really depressing thing where I like all my new music is on Amazon music because I spend, you know, I get it free with Amazon prime, but then I upgraded to music unlimited so it's all of the music it's the same as having like apple music or whatever it's only like five bucks a month for all that except they blocked it at work so i can't how dare they so i have to download it to my phone to be but then i'm like oh i want the ability to just like listen to whatever while we're in class and like if a kid's like let's listen to this kind of music i can put it on now i have no control anymore so I'm, i'm very frustrated but uh yeah that's a really good album that that is that is okay. She's good music. I will check she's that out because <laughs> no, a lot of the the newer songs that I do have, I'm looking at my iTunes right now. Mm-hmm. It's all songs that I don't think are particularly good. I just like them. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a song called uh, "Solo" um, by Clean Bandit featuring Demi Lovato, which I like because it's the most brazen song about self-pleasure since mm. like the 80s and like we haven't gotten a song like this in a long mm-hmm. time what's it called um it's called solo um by demi lovato it was by clean bandit oh, okay and demi lovato's like this i i don't know if they're the djs and she's a singer or okay. if they're both on the track or whatever i don't care i like demi lovato more than i care to admit yeah no she's fun she's a good yeah. pop songstress yeah, yeah. stay well, low and and but, yeah and because she's gone through the dark stuff I'm yes like, yes do it yes go um, but this song's like about dancing with yourself, but it's clearly about, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's so shamelessly not trying to yeah. really hide what it's actually about. And I do like that. Um, um now how old is Demi Lovato? Well, she's, I don't know, 17. <laughs> yeah. All of them I think are 17, but none of them are. They're all she, like, she's probably like 29. Like how old is Justin Bieber at this point? Because no, in my knows. mind, he just became a thing like five years ago, but it was, he's been around for a long time. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. At least 
2010. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, how old are you, Demi Lovato? I don't care. You were in Camp Rock. I know this already. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 26. Okay. So there, all those kids are probably around, like her, Ariana. Now, is her name? I've heard it's Ariana Grande, not Grande. Okay. There's no way that's true. I, I, it was, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like somebody was saying like, everybody thinks it's Grande, but it's Grande. But, well, I don't think that's a possible argument to make because it's, oh, oh, actually, oh, I guess that might be her real name. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande Butera. Oh, who knew? Yeah. Maybe it is. But also, I, I know a person, I don't want to put them on blast, I guess, mm-hmm. but their last name is L-A-M-E-R-S, which I think in French is supposed to be La Mer, mm-hmm. but their family's from Kansas, so mm-hmm. they call it Lamers. Right. And that doesn't mean that's the right way to say yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think it's in it, one of those examples, um, uh, 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 much like uh, Bloom. Okay. Is the right oh, way to say it. Yes. Um, which I was actually, I was confused because the song I was going to talk about is called Bloom. Oh, okay. It's by Troy Sivan, mm-hmm. who is one of the only artists I'm actually like kind of sort of keeping track of. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's one of those people who started off as a YouTube star and you're always like, I don't care about you. Right. Um, but he's, he's, he's a young gay man. Um, I think he was in the list of music videos that you had me watch. Yeah, he was. Um, his song Youth. Um, I, it, it's like, it was at the, a house the party. party one. Yeah. yeah. I really liked that song. Yeah, yeah. Like I like him a lot. I think off of each of his albums, there's only two songs I really like, but the ones mm-hmm. I like, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a song called bloom. That's also not hiding how dirty it is. That's All a dirty right. song. Um, Friend, we're learning a lot about Brennan. He likes dirty songs. I do. Um, I don't know. I just, just cause like every classic rock song is, has a disgusting yeah. sexual undertone. Yeah. Like, you know, you're pour some sugar on me's and your mm-hmm. everything. And I just feel like we're, we've been missing that. How about this? When we were in, mm, it might've been fourth or fifth grade. We had a talent show and because no one at our school had any talent, it just became like a lip syncing show. Sure. Uh, ahead of, ahead of the time. Right. And a group of my friends got their various like, instruments together and pretended to play them as Def Leppard. Oh. And they wanted to play they wanted to do Pour Some Sugar on Me, uh-huh. but that song was inappropriate. But we didn't know that it was inappropriate. Yeah. So then you So then the adults had to tell us that it was inappropriate. So then we all found out that it was inappropriate and then uh-huh. we were like, whoa. Right? Uh so then they but I think they played another Def Leppard song, Animal? Is that I want and I need Animal. Something like that. But it's like probably also dirty oh yeah probably <laughs> but i just thought it was so funny that they were like you can't do that song and everybody's like why it's just about pouring what are, what are we talking about and then it was like yeah by making a big deal out of it you yeah draw attention to yeah it. so then all of us were like this is bad okay i'm gonna pay extra attention to the words uh-huh um anyway um no, but I mean, it's speaking to the the dearth of new music that is interesting. Yeah. Um, and that We're really, you know, well, and part of it is, be, I mean, this is part of, you know, it's what's happening with all of entertainment. It's so hard to have a conversation now. My students, the only thing they can all agree on now is SpongeBob. Because my English class, I'm constantly like, okay, so that we can 
talk about something and I don't have to be referencing a book that you may or may not have read or uh-huh. paid attention to. Let's talk about something from pop culture. So I always try to bring in pop culture stuff. to. So, like, let's examine character traits. Yeah. Right? And how do we figure out character traits? And this year, it was – the last couple of years, it's just been SpongeBob nonstop. And somebody, like, tried to do their phone exercise in, in drama uh, last year or the year before as – like they were like, oh, I worked at the Krusty Krab, I think. What? I don't yeah, know anything is. about SpongeBob. I'm like just too old and just too young for, or something like it. Uh-huh. It was. It became a big thing while I was a camp counselor, but before so you I, had kids. Yeah, so I had nothing to do with it because it was. I the kids were just talking about it nonstop, and I was like, get away from me. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, Jack totally missed it too. Like we watched it a couple times and I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. No, Um, I mean, SpongeBob was around when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, But these kids are like, Oh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. Every reference is SpongeBob. And I'm like, why? There's so many things on TV. Why is this the only thing that we all talk about? That is bizarre. And there's been a weird resurgence of the office. Like a couple years ago, I would make an office reference and kids were like, I don't know what that is. Like two years ago. Now, if I mention the office, I have a bunch of freshmen being like, that's my favorite show. Well, I I think that's the Netflix effect. Yeah. Like, it's just sitting there and you can watch all of it. Yeah. I don't know if SpongeBob's on Netflix, but I don't know. it must be. But it's like, on something. But on I... Hulu or Netflix. Because, like, kids, there's these articles or whatever. Yeah. Like, kids are suddenly getting into Friends and Frasier. Yeah. And whatever. Um, well, so the same thing I think is happening with music because, you know, for a while we all went to a record store and that's how you found out about new music. And it was, uh-huh. like, a little bit harder. And then iTunes came about and iTunes was like, here these are the bands right and it would uh-huh. like you'd be on the main page and it was like oh i gotta look at this i guess and it would suggest things for you but now it's not itunes anymore yeah, it, it's, it's soundcloud or, or spotify or, you, or spotify or, or youtube or like all the kids are getting their music in different places and getting exposed to totally different things so they're like oh this artist is on soundcloud and i'm like oh but they don't have like a record contract like the the rapper that died right at the beginning of the summer, Temptation. What was that name, by the way? I don't know. Temptation. It was like, he was like, I don't know, just put a bunch of syllables in. But I had just heard of him for the first time days before because at the end of the year they do a Romeo and Juliet project and kids, oh, yeah. kids have to create a soundtrack. And one kid, every song was that artist and oh, i was like really? who is this and they're like he's on soundcloud like and i was like okay why why who how do you all know who he is and they're like oh soundcloud and i was like how do you hear about someone on soundcloud yeah, i go I no on the idea. soundcloud app and i'm like what is this and how it's, do i listen to user it user friendly yeah and then you know and then it was like all these people were it was this tragedy of this young guy dying and i'm like i just heard of him and i don't know if if that kid hadn't done that project, I wouldn't have known who he was. And he would it would have been like, you know, in 1993 or 94 when Kurt Cobain died, like the whole world stopped and was like, whoa. I didn't even like Nirvana, but I was like, whoa, that's weird. You know, and like I remember talking about it in my history class. Like I feel like my history teacher brought it up. Like, and he was like, oh, they were like avant-garde off on the side of music. Ooh. And they became the biggest. But does that even happen anymore? I mean, it's difficult because – I mean, culture has splintered mm-hmm. so much, yeah. and that's that's good, and it is bad. Well, and part like, of to me, part of what is great about the arts, especially the pop culture arts, is the community that forms through it. But now we're just forming these tiny subsets of communities yeah. all over the place, and w- which is inter- it's it's good and bad mm-hmm. because 
the kind of democratization of culture mm-hmm. leads to a lot of voices being heard that haven't been before. Right. But also they're not being heard by yeah. they're, a they're lot being of people. Heard, but they're being heard by like 10,000 people. Yeah, it's preaching to the choir a lot. Yeah. And also they're not people aren't spending a lot of money to create yeah. shows because there's not a lot of money in it because everyone's watching something different. And it's funny um, because in my perspective, like, you know, I'm a relatively young teacher. I uh-huh. still am, even though I've been teaching for 15 years. Like I started really young. So like I'm relatively young. I used to be the teacher that could make the pop culture reference and get all the kids to be like, Oh, you know, I can't do it anymore. They, I make one reference and like three kids are like, ah, I know what you're talking about. Everybody's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like the, the teens, it's such a different thing. And I'm not like saying, Oh, it was better in our time. It's just so different that like, they're not all operating. The only thing that seems to tie them together is memes. Oh yeah. Uh, Meme culture is this bizarre thing where it's like all of a sudden, I mean, it just makes me feel so old. They're all making some joke and I'm like, what, what is this? And they're like, it's a meme. And I'm like, you know, you're not really like supposed to act out me. Like you shouldn't be just saying somebody else's joke. What's happening. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's rough. I mean, cause as, as someone who has not been on Tumblr for yeah. years, um, are these kids on Tumblr? Is that what they're on? I don't know. Tumblr was the source of most of my memes, but a lot of people are on like your, your reddits, which yeah, reddits I have and never... Reddit and Tumblr. I don't understand. I thought those were old. I thought the kids had moved on from that. I think reddits kids still were around? using it when you were in high school. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Tumblr is in or out of fashion. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I just, I'm not, yeah. I'm not there. I think it still is at least in like yeah. fandom culture. It's so weird. Um, oh, it's a good so place weird. for people to share their art. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but what I was saying, like, in response to, like, the new music that I am having, or new yeah. to me yeah. music that I've been listening to a lot, it's because Sergio made me watch Selena, the movie. Oh, yeah. So I've been listening to Selena a lot. Okay. And yeah. because... She had those three great songs. Oh, she has... I've I've been listening... I got a Greatest Hits album from mm-hmm. my work, and I, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. What would you consider the three songs? Like, as a white person, what got to you? I mean, I can't remember. It's Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb, I assume. No. Like, Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb. That was like her big hit. No, it was the... It, they're slow songs. It's like two or three slow songs that all sound the same. Okay. Do you know them in English or in Spanish? In English. But okay. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, a lo- it was like in high school. Yeah. I mean, it was... And I only knew them because they... I think there was a radio station I used to listen to while I was going to bed, and they always played her. Oh. And so then, like, she died, and I was like do I know her? And then they played some of the music and I was like, Oh, I guess I do. Um, yeah. yeah um, I can't, I'm like trying to remember it. And every kind of slow R and B song from the nineties is playing in my head. No, that's okay. Um, but the thing is, I don't think the movie Selena is a particularly good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- it was created at a time when everyone in the world who cared knew what happened to Selena mm-hmm. and knew all the details. So the movie kind of glosses over, yeah, a lot of things, and it's like I don't know a lot about Selena. It's weird because she was not a big star in the U. Like she had those songs, but not a lot of people really like you heard them. But it wasn't like everybody was talking about her. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Well, that that is a thing where you it's that that music was not for you, right? Um, because well, my, she was a big in the Latin, yeah. American like community. she was like yeah. the biggest Tejana artist, yeah. On the planet oh, at yeah. the time that she died. Absolutely. Um, but she had made it to mainstream radio. Yeah, but it which, wasn't like... Which is saying something. Yes. But, but at the same time, like, 
that movie came out and told her story. And like you said, it glossed over it. But like it wasn't a story that everybody knew. Her audience knew it. So it's uh kind of strange that they handled it that way. Well, I think probably the major part of the culture knew about it because of the news coverage, at least. Like it was not. Okay. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I was I mean, I was a teen when it happened. And like that's when you notice that kind of stuff. And. No, because I'm okay. Well, the, the movie, a, as it pertains to her life and growing up and developing her music, yeah, like there's a lot of details there. Yeah, but it just kind of she's performing on stage. It's mm-hmm. her last concert, and it's very apparent that it is, even if you know nothing about her right. story. Um, and then you hear a gunshot, and then it fades to a bunch of news footage. Mm-hmm. And I thought she got shot at the concert, right? Um, but then I was. R- Honestly, her Wikipedia page was so much more interesting than the movie. Right. <laughs> because I actually found out what happened. It was like, it was the day, a day later at a hotel. Mm-hmm. She was dealing with this woman who was embezzling money from her yeah. fan club. And I was like, I got none of this from the movie because yeah. they were too shy to show. Because it was grisly. Yeah. And sad and yeah. awful. Yeah. And I'm not saying the movie needed to like really rub your face in it. But no, I. But- it just it's it was it was a strange way to handle something that not like where now a bio I mean biopics or biopics however one you ever you uh-huh. pronounce it because there's two pronunciations but it's biopic <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they made it one word so it's biopic um uh but like they always delve into like the darkest moments of their lives uh-huh. like it always goes into the darkest part. And that one, it was just like, look how fun it is for her to be a star. And then, and then, like you said, and I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember how the movie ends. Yeah, but. it just rushes through it, and I just yeah. felt hammered by it. And I was like, like what? Ha- I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like ah, yada yada yada. You know the rest. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I. Uh, this is probably a bad comparison to make, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's probably. I'm just saying. I think it's iconography that people understood, or at least people who were interested in that movie understood what happened, right? And so they it made sense to them. Yeah. But I'm thinking like in because there's that movie. I think it's called Remember Me, where with Robert Pattinson and like somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. I never saw it. I know. I I I sort of think I know what you're talking yeah. about. But there's a couple of movies that are options. Yeah, but spoiler alert for this movie. It's like a romantic story, and then it ends up that Robert Pattinson is working in the World Trade Center, and it's 2001, and oh, he yeah. dies in the end. What? Yeah, but I, I what think... What happened in 2001 in the I World know. Trade Center? But I think it's implied. Like, yeah. you, you see, like, I don't know, his calendar, and then it pans out, and you see the buildings or something. Right. Um, but, I'm, I mean, obviously that's such a huge event that has a great impact on our national consciousness, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking in, like, 70 years... Mm-hmm. If for God forbid some teenager finds this movie, I don't know why you would because it's right. already been forgotten. Yeah. But then they're watching this movie, and then it pans out of the buildings, then it ends. They're like, "Well, what happened? Right? What happened in this movie? I don't get yeah. it." Yeah, and that's yeah. That, that I understand what you're saying. I, it's weird. Like, yes, her music, like you said, it wasn't for me, but I it was on the radio stations I was listening to. Mm-hmm. They just there was not a big deal made about it. Oh, okay. Like, if that makes sense. It was like, and that was from Selena, man, moving on. Like, and everybody had a name that kind of sounded like Selena at the okay. time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all musical, it was Brandy and... Oh, like one name. Yeah, every uh-huh. girl, every female R&B. So I didn't know that she was Latina, I don't think. I think, I I don't know. I don't, I don't really remember. I just know that when the movie came out, I was like, oh, that's who, oh, okay. And I was like connecting all the dots, but I was like, I didn't know she got killed. 
And then because of the movie, I looked into it more or whatever, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. But the movie did not enlighten anyone. No, and I, no, no. And even though you're saying, like, she was a big star, she was a big star, but why make the movie for the people that already knew the story? Like, it was well, probably the people expo- who are going to spend the money. Yeah, but it was like... Yeah, but also to... Expo- I mean, it, like, it worked for me. It exposed yeah. me to her music, and I was exactly. like, oh, I really like her yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like... Because cause I'm just, like, super great and fancy. I like her Spanish language songs a lot more than the English mm, ones. Yeah. Because um, they mean more to you? Oh, God. I'm, honestly, no. But, like, because... I get... Because you're tired of white men. Well, who isn't? But... <laughs> I know. Oh, I sure am. No, but... In, I mean, it, it's interesting because it's not her native language. Like, English was her first mm-hmm. language. Yeah. Um, but just the Spanish songs are... I don't know for for that genre and that artist the mm-hmm. language is what fits like the tempo and the rhythm yeah and like like because there's a lot of um like uh the the german song 99 Luftballons, mm-hmm. the 99 red balloons version just doesn't work really because when you literally translate the lyrics over mm-hmm. it loses like what it the meter yeah. and it loses like a certain aspect of I hate, I don't want to sound so pretentious, but it loses like the poetry of it. Mm, sure, um, just it flows. All that German poetry I listen to. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it flows a lot worse because yeah. they're trying to force it into a, a meter that was made for a different language. That is officially a song I do not listen to the words to. I just like the no, I know the basic yeah yeah it's great. It's a great song, and I listened to the English version and I. That, that but was, I'm too dumb to let. That was just also, an example. Of the well, first what's, one that what's happening right now is I'm trying to remember the songs from Selena, and I can hear them without words. Yeah, I can. It's like a general sense of it, but I can't remember at all what the words are, or even what they're about. It's like this is weird. It's like it goes like I couldn't even I couldn't even hum you anything. Oh no, especially if it's that long ago yeah. too. And it was oh. it was like. Two or three songs that I heard a lot on the radio and then was like, oh, that's all the same girl. Oh, she died. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so weird. We've, I mean, we've talked about new music and how we're like, how do you even, how do you even even? Um, uh-huh. I'm liking Amazon music more and more because it does have the like, here's some new stuff you can listen to. Mm-hmm. But um, my algorithm on, on iTunes is so messed up busted yeah like it's suggesting stuff to me and i'm like i I would never like this music why are you suggesting this um but uh yeah i don't i don't know i'm i'm kind of in a place of like do i even like music anymore what do i even want to hear like i got really into that can be tough i'm i'm really enjoying listening like doing some deep dives on some newer hip-hop artists like uh i like childish gambino a lot Mm -hmm. um i know that there's parts of it where I think people are giving him too much credit. Like, Oh, he's so such a genius. And I'm like, it's just kind of good music. I don't think it's, it's just amazing that he's able to make music that good. Not that it's like on another level. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Most people who get that kind of credit aren't. Yeah. I mean, even most of the like established rock gods where it's like, Mm -hmm. is Led Zeppelin that good? Right. Um, uh, but, well, and music is so like a product of its time and like the first time you hear it, how you feel. Yes. And if you hear how you're you supposed and... to feel about it and then you hear it, you're like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. 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 Um, or but like, um, Charles Gambino's that song Redbone, mm-hmm. that song 
is funky as hell. I love that song. You know what? I I don't know if I've experienced it the right way yet. Like oh, where has I, I where I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to this and I'm gonna listen to the whole thing. I I feel like I've just always heard snippets or it's on in the background while I'm doing something else. So I I'll, that mean that is it is that, that kind of song. I I do feel like it is a background song. Yeah, like it. Uh, it's never mind. Uh, wait, oh, man, I had something else. It's all right. Oh, Chance the Rapper. I want to get more into I love everything he does, but he's only on SoundCloud. Really? Yeah, you he's, can't. He's one of those? Yeah. Oh. Because he wants to give his music away for free, but like, hey, give it away for free on other things. Yeah, that, that uh, a grown like up maybe Like a- maybe Apple Music, but I don't have Apple Music. I have Amazon Music. Um, Prime Music, sorry. Uh, maybe it's on... Oh, I should look for it on Unlimited, Amazon Unlimited. But uh, his... He has a... J- have I told you about this? He has like a jazz album. No, it's called Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, and it's not. It, you wouldn't know that it's Chance the Rapper. Oh, that's interesting. It's his like jazz quartet that he like. Oh, I thought it was like oh he's the guest on it. No, it's that's him. It's him, and it's really good. And you may have heard one of the songs. It's called Sunday Candy, and it's gorgeous. It's such a great song. Oh, it's such a great song. Okay. It gives me goosebumps every time. Um. And, like, that is music that I get excited about. Like, oh yeah, I really love that. Because mm. um, it sounds so different and it's so full and, like, there's so many things going on but in such a cool way. That's a great album. I recommend that to anybody listening, if anybody even listens to this anymore. I'm sure Other they do. than me and Jack. It just sh- no, it just sh- I'm sure. I don't think anyone's unsubscribed. I'm sure it shows up in the feed and they're like, oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Hey, those guys again. Um I think it is almost time to wrap up. Okay, but I, I have I have one oh, last thing. Sure. If you don't have one last thing, we can both have a last thing. Yeah, let's both have a last thing. Here's my last thing. Okay, one of the Kendall Jenner. Oh boy. Okay, is mad at TMZ. I mean, everyone should be mad at TMZ because they've invaded her privacy. Okay, and I cannot get enough <laughs> of the irony of like of someone that has made an empire off of not having privacy. Uh huh. And then they're like, "You're." You. Her complaint is that TMZ gave out where she lives. Oh, I mean, I I don't like that, and I don't approve of that. But also, but also like, you can kind of you can see her house in the show, right? Like, it. There's a TV show that takes place in your house, so I don't know what you think is hidden and where your life is private. Like, I don't. I really dislike like actors and anybody like that where it's like oh well they this is what they signed up for because no they didn't they signed up to be an actor and then fame came with it and they had to adjust and like who's gonna be like no 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 i don't want the part it'll make me too famous and then i won't be able to walk down like you're gonna take the part because then there's it makes your career more solid whatever money and like yes that's part of the deal but only for some movie stars for a lot of people that are in movies nobody bothers them so they don't actually sign up for that but those people, the Jenner Kardashian, that yeah. is exactly what they signed up for. Yeah, that they have their completely whole... prostituted themselves out for fame and money, and to be like, because it was like some story about a stalker, I guess, being on her property. So like, people know where she lives, and she was like, TMZ reported it, which puts me in danger, and I'm like, what? No, the stalker being on your property put you in danger. And TMZ, who is the reason why you have stalkers, because they're the whole reason they're famous. That's the website that has made that family famous. Like, it's just, I love it. I just love the irony. I love it. Just the lack of self-awareness. You know me in unintentional comedy. Oh, yeah. 
when someone's like, me, just leave me alone, but also watch my TV show that's just about us talking oh, in our home. I mean, it, it's that line from The Good Place season three where Tahani's like, attention, everyone. Don't look at me. Yes. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I love it so much. That was really good. That was a line that I loved way more. I, I, I have decided that I need to watch every episode of The Good Place twice to yeah, really uh, appreciate that, those I, things. That happened to me because the first time I, it slid right by me. Yeah. And the other person was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, what's happening? I don't, and then I was like, oh, you got to really focus on those words. Yeah. I, I, Attention, everyone. Nobody look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, so good. What was your last thing? I just wanted to say I saw A Star is Born. Oh, okay. And I wanted to know what your thoughts were. I mean, I don't think... I didn't I assume see you it. hadn't seen it, but I yeah. was like, are you interested in it? What does it look like to you? Um, I cannot get enough of Lady Gaga's voice in that one song. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Shallow? Yes. I can't... Uh, it's the first time where I went, ooh, I really, I really want good things for her. Like, I've always... I had a little more of a problem when it felt like, look how weird I am. Uh-huh. She's definitely toned that down. Yeah, which... and but now I... But then I also got the sense of, like, she was trying to make people who felt like outsider felt like they were weird feel like, look, look, I'm going to be weirder than everyone. And yeah. Then you can feel normal, kind of, is what I got. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that was actually the point. But I respected her more when I figured that out. But it also, I think at the beginning, it was a lot about, like, look at me. Um, that's fine. How, do you, how else are you going to? Get your music out there. Yeah. You got to be, look at me. I just didn't, it wasn't particularly my thing. And her music, I poker face, I didn't love. Just not my kind of music. But her voice is so full. And it's like, I haven't enough of her singing with Tony Bennett. Because I was like, yeah, I don't okay. need to hear her do that. But that, whatever genre this is, oh, it's what she should always be doing. Yeah, no, that song like, is great. Mm-hmm. It's the peak of the movie is it there, there's nothing else really where it's like yes this is the same mm-hmm. it's mostly bradley cooper going <laughs> <laughs> i like bradley cooper no me too but there um but i uh, that choice vocally i appreciate that it doesn't he doesn't really look like bradley cooper or seem to be moving like Brad- uh-huh. there's no like there's a different it's a, he's changing there's a character there it's not like look how look at me i'm you know how matthew mcconaughey in every movie is like look i'm matthew mcconaughey uh-huh. and then one time he played a character and everybody went whoa that's actually not even accurate he's played a lot of characters just not when he's the leading man mm-hmm. go ahead well oh. i will just say um I've talked about this a lot in a lot of places, so I'm okay. not going to talk about it too much. But I just wanted to mention, I don't know if this will change anything for mm-hmm. you, but um, in the movie, mm-hmm. for reasons that are explained in the movie, mm-hmm. um, Sam Elliott plays Bradley Cooper's brother. Right. And I think Bradley Cooper started at the Sam Elliott voice mm-hmm. and worked his way backwards into his character from there. <laughs> okay. Um, Sam Elliott is like three times his age, though. Yes, but okay. that's... that's <laughs> Sam Elliott is 120 years old yeah, now. Yeah, okay, that's okay. specifically noted in the movie. There's like oh, a right. reason for okay. it. They wrote in a reason. I'm just kidding. It's probably good. Yeah, but um, but yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't want to guess why, because I'm afraid I'm going to be right. I, it's not really a thing that oh, matters. It's, it's not, it's not like he, a reveal or anything. Okay, it doesn't turn out that that's his dad. No, 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 no. Okay. No, that's that one of those. No, there's nothing to just just Bradley Cooper's dad was really old when he yeah, had okay. Bradley Cooper. That's just what it was. Okay. Um anyway, that's the about most it. logical answer. So, yep. You you liked it? 
Okay. Not really. Um, Do you like any movie that isn't a horror movie? I mean, you yes. Like yeah. I like all kinds of movies. Yeah, like Mamma Mia too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it how you will love something that's that you know is not good. And then something that is like borderline good, you're like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I have my tastes. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I think both of us has, have the same feeling about a movie when it's like Oscar grab, Oscar oh, grab. Yeah, no, or like, I don't, or I like don't first man, no. Yeah. Don't give me that movie. That's literally the least interesting direction Damien Chazelle could have taken his career. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, and first of all, Star is Born, this is the third or fourth time it's been made. It is the fourth movie by that title and the fifth movie with that plot. Oh, my Lord. And it's not a happy movie, right? No. It's really hard to watch. And I don't... It's interesting because I... The little bits, I mean, I remember when I first saw the trailer and I went, I was like, who is this actress? Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, it's Lady Gaga. Um, and I was really impressed with that. Um, but then I'm like, oh, do I really want to watch her have to go through the stuff that this character is going to have to go through? And can she carry the load? Yeah. It, and um, my guess is probably not 100%. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like. Would it have been better to have a better actor opposite Bradley Cooper? Yeah. yeah. I don't... But because so much of it is about the singing. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, because th- this movie is very much a showcase of Bradley Cooper. Oh. I wonder why. Yeah, I, I do wonder. Who directed it? <laughs> oh, uh, some unknown first-time director named Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh. um, How coincidental. Yeah, so it, this movie is very excited about the possibility of Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, – she's not asked to do a lot necessarily. Okay. Um, but, but isn't it usually a vehicle for the woman? Yes, it is. Okay, interesting. Interesting that you ask that. Um, interesting in this particular moment in time to take a movie that's usually female-centered and make it male-centered. Yeah, it's very white exciting. Male-centered. <laughs> Cis um, white male-centered. Yeah, and also the way that he – seduces and approaches her is really creepy oh no like maybe i, I i'm the yeah. only one who's really had this reaction except for like one other podcast that i listened to but mm-hmm. just even have you, you seen the trailer yeah you have mm-hmm. there's the part where he's like in the window is like hey hey i just wanted to get one more get to look at you yeah it's like okay like i don't know what that face she makes is but it's the most adorable I love it. It's like this half smile on her face. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you, Lady Gaga. That's such an interesting choice to make there. Like, it's that thing of like, oh, that's cute. And I don't know how to handle a compliment like that. Uh Uh-huh. No, she, honestly, um, she's, I don't, I don't want to imply that she's underwhelming. I I don't know that she, she's not acting her heart out, which I think is a good choice. Yeah. Um, She's just, she, Yeah. She's she's not great. She's she's probably good. she's reasonably naturalistic, mm-hmm. and there are some very good moments, especially anytime she's on stage. And I'm not talking about vocally, like yeah. the first time she performs like a big concert in the movie. Mm-hmm. The way that she holds her mm-hmm. her hands and her face is mm-hmm. so it's of someone who's like trying to close themselves off, yeah. but realizing that they can't and having mm-hmm. to lean into it. Now, was she kind of like a musical theater type person when she was young, and then um, got more into music or? I heard she's always wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I think she went to NYU or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know for what. Yeah. Um. I'm. Yeah. I did not watch her. Okay. I have a question. Me. What? 
Is it possible she had a little plastic surgery? Anything's possible, Dave. But, like, where? Her nose, which Maybe. is so prominently part of her look. And then I feel like it's a little straighter. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have I, a theory. I don't know. I mean, her nose is a big part of the plot right. of the movie, and that's, actually. But um, I know. I know. But that's, like, the whole thing is that it kind of mirrors her actual experience where people are like, you know, you have a great voice, but you're not pretty enough. Yeah. But then she's gorgeous. So I'm yeah, like, she's not like conventional in certain ways. Yeah. Like, but I also remember when she first came out being like, she had a schnoz and I kind of like schnozzes. I'm uh, like, I, I, yeah, I never minded. I never mind when a woman has a, has a nose, a prominent nose, but like, I feel like it's less, um, of a Roman nose and a little more straight now. I don't know. This might have to do with yeah. the way that she's made up also. Maybe. Because, I mean, you know, Lady Gaga, she, you, you're never seeing her her right. real situation. Yeah, but I just I, I just wonder if, like, it I, it would feel a little bit like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, if she did, but whatever. A teacher. I don't think so, but you never if know. If she did, it was it's subtle. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, it's not like she has a tiny nose. I do just think it's, the, though, at least in this movie, the way that her hair is framing her face mm-hmm. and the way that she's made up is very different from anything that she's done before. Yeah. So that might just be that. Yeah. She's adorable. I, yeah, just, I want good, good things for her now. Yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of... I'm like, I want good things to happen to you. I don't want bad things to happen. Like, I don't know. I You know, my first introduction to Ariana Grande... <laughs> was that awful moment she had where she was licking donuts or whatever that stupid? Oh, thing. really? That stupid? That was it. I was like, yeah. who is this person? Why is she so awful? Um, well, she's awful because she's famous and and fame makes you awful. Yep. is what I've come to realize. And like, I tend to pity. I'm I'm really starting to notice like how many people have been ruined by fame and like it's a downer. I don't want to end the episode on this, yeah. but like, you know, Kanye West has completely gone off the rails right now. Oh, yep. He's a total nightmare. And his wife is like not acknowledged. No one's helping him cause he's famous. And it's like, well, duh. and I'm like, it's like upsetting. We were actually at lunch, which is weird. Like lunch is crazy. Well, my lunch group, we don't talk about deep stuff it's oh, yeah. very purposefully like a group of people that are like hey our job is really hard so let's get together and just laugh at lunch and uh-huh. then go back to our classrooms um, and it really cleanses the palate for me like i then don't get all stressed out um but the other day we were talking about dave Chappelle and like how he left his show right after he signed the 60 million dollar contract and how he revealed that like what messed him up was the fame and the pressure of the contract and like he started to think about all the people that were in a position like him that went totally crazy and Uh like you know martin lawrence being on a street corner with a gun being like they're trying to kill me and mariah carey cracking up and Uh like and he was like i need to go away from this and he's so happy now and like in a good place relatively you know Uh um and just like Oh, man, it really messes some people up, and you have to be so grounded. Yes. You need to have such a strong foundation around you, and so few people have that. And, like, I'm so happy for Britney Spears. She seems to have righted the ship. I know. She went down such a dark road, and I I got no entertainment out of watching that. No. Well, that's the sad thing is that it becomes a joke. Like, literally, there was a joke about her shaving her head in Meet the Spartans. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, I saw that movie. Um, But, well, who's the one... 
No, she was a Disney kid, and then she was talking about Lindsay Lohan. No, because I know because that's still. I don't have a lot of empathy for that lady. Okay, fair enough. She's people have tried to help her, and she has just been like, "No, I got this." Um, And she's not even famous anymore. By the way, I brought her up the other day, and one of my students was like, "Who's that? What? Yeah." And all the kids Uh, know what Mean Girls is. What? And they didn't know who Lindsay. I was like, "She's in Mean Girls," and they're like, "Oh, which one?" But like. Think about it. She's not relevant. I mean, fair enough. I mean, she's still, she's she's relevant in the way that like uh, Paris Hilton used to be relevant. Where it's like her, she's, she's still relevant in the way that stuff. She's relevant in the way that like Liz Taylor was still famous when I was a kid, but I didn't know she was a movie star. At one yeah, point. like I had no idea that at one point she really was the most beautiful woman in the world. I knew that she had a young husband. Like she was just tabloid fodder. Yeah, and that's all Lindsay Lohan is, and Paris Hilton's a different category sorry that i just mean someone yeah. who's not famous for yeah. their works also, currently but also paris hilton not famous not anymore not not to the youth they don't know who she is no i mean that that ship has sailed yeah but um so weird that the kardashians lasted this long but um uh oh i don't know i got you're talking about disney person oh yeah no it's a different one it's uh amanda Bynes. oh yeah and so there's a podcast i listen to where they kind of go down the hollywood report and all the gossip and they like make fun of it uh-huh. and the moment i heard about her behavior i was like oh something's wrong like i wasn't like oh that's weird she's being so crazy and famous and like thinks she's so good i was like somebody needs to help her like right away i was like uh and then it turned out she was bipolar and she was having an episode and wasn't taking her meds and like how many times does this need to happen we're like wow they're being so awful because they're fa- they think they're so much better than us because they're famous that's like the first uh-huh. response you know and like like almost like Britney Spears when she was doing that, I was like, "Oh, she's being so, what a like." It was like this night, na- like, "Ugh, she's yeah, like being what bad. a diva." Like, yeah, she's- and it was like, "No, somebody help her!" Like, and I think in that moment, the the paparazzi were like, "What are you? No, stop!" And she was like, Gah! and like shaving her head. And but so so many people have just public, and it's getting worse and worse because TMZ. Hi, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, well, because. I mean, it is. The, I mean, we talked about like the Twitter thing. Like, the, we, people have such a window mm-hmm. into your life, and yeah. it, there's so much more exposure. There is no r- refuge, yeah, anywhere. Eh, it's rough. Yeah, it's hard out there. It's hard out there for a famous nope. person. Okay, good. <laughs> I because yeah, I know what you thought I was going to say. I hate hustle and flow <laughs> so much. <laughs> that was such a strange moment in time. Oh, I, what a great movie! In every clip I've seen of it, I'm like, hello. The, what's happening? Why are these performances so bad? Have you not seen it? I haven't watched it. Okay, I, could, I, I couldn't get through moments. No, well, the, the, that song really sums up the ethos of that movie, which is like, we watched this pimp be really awful to women yeah. for an hour and a half, yeah. and we're supposed to be like so excited for his single to take off. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's the worst person I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't relate to him. Yeah. I don't want him to succeed. Yeah. He's only been despicable yeah to people oh i hate that movie so much yeah uh oh um so you brought up something about bradley cooper hitting on yes. lady gaga in the movie and how he does it is a little creepy and i realized uh i've for my entire life been creeped out by guys the way guys change when they talk to girls mm-hmm. it's always made me uncomfortable and made me like i've burst out laughing at friends <laughs> in their face uh-huh when they like yo what's up and i'm like <laughs> like why are you talking like that yeah and it's just because they're insecure or whatever but i've yeah i've never like i've flirted but i don't know that i've ever 
quote unquote hit on a girl and been like, Yo, oh yeah, hey, what's your name? No, how like, could how could you? I can't so, do it. It's such a strange like I'm gonna and like and every girl's reaction to that behavior is the same, which is like a little bit embarrassed, a little bit are you crazy? And like there's a little laugh, and then guys are like, she smiled, but they're laughing at you. Yeah, ninety five, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, like so often it's and I don't you know like. I've been, you know, with a friend and, uh, like there's a girl that we're all friends with or whatever. And then suddenly he just decides like, Oh, I'm going to turn on the charm and they turn on the charm and you're like, Oh my God, I want to, <laughs> I want to be inside. Like I want my, Oh God, I just want to turn <laughs> into a turtle and like have a shell. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Like, why are you talking? Like, do you think she's interested in you now that you adopted this? Like, Hey, yeah. You know? Yeah, mm. God, that that's something like I. It's so bizarre, right? Uh, but that's the thing is that's what that's what we've been taught to do. Yes, I, in a way, I, like, I understand that. You, you know, like that, and and no one has, and that's what's happening now is that we're calling. I don't want to swear. We're calling BS on all of uh, the like. This is what men do. Yes, and like. You're supposed to treat women like this. And, like, we're calling BS on it. And there's all these guys that are like, well, what am I even allowed to do anymore? And I'm like, uh, how about just be human? Yeah, just so be a human stuff. being. And, like, um, it's it's rampant, but it uh, – oh God, I cannot get over that feeling of be, standing next to your friend and being like, what is wrong with you? I nah, I want to be – I want to go inside the cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, – uh, that, that's one of the things that, like, being gay kind of cracked that open for me. Yeah. Because it's like – there's no rules for the way you're supposed to act with yeah. other people when you're flirting, which I don't think I do a good job of it. <laughs> um, I say a lot of words. Yeah. But, um, and the second. Yeah, do um, gay guys. This is like a very heter- cis hetero, uh-huh. whatever thing to say, but like, are there guys that that's how they talk to other guys? Like, hey. <laughs> oh, there must be. I mean, I'm like, I'm is that a, a thing? Because it's such a weird, like, you're, like, laughing and joking, like, oh, and you're, like, in this register, like, woo, woo, woo. And then it's like, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? And you're like, Bleh. I'm sure, yes. I'm not a big part of bar culture, yeah. whereas where that type of thing would happen the most. Oh, this was, like, um, in my apartment. Oh, God. Like, this wasn't um, bar culture. This was just guys in general, like, oh, cute girl around. I'm going to, quote, unquote, act cool. And so much of this awful behavior is based on like what we've been told is cool and uh-huh. what isn't. Co- it's not cool. It's never been cool to like, like just act like you don't care and like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. it's lame. And I can't do I think, it. I think maybe I don't want to stereotype in any way. And mm-hmm. so this is obviously not representative of like the entire group of people, mm-hmm. but I think that version of that for like a gay bar type situation mm-hmm. is more like the coquettish thing. Where it's like, Oh, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, I, it's just a strange thing. And I've noticed it more and more. And like quote unquote locker room talk has always made me uncomfortable. And yeah. my, my friends in high school and I, and my friends in college, like any time it got that way, I would always be like, "Oh, like I'm not going to contribute. I'm probably going to change the subject. I don't like it. Like it, it's so weird." And like the way when a guy doesn't like a woman, the way he will talk about her behind her back oh, yeah. is the most vile thing. And I'm always like, "Why are we doing this?" And I. 
there's only so much you can do in those situations. Like there's no women around. I'm not protecting anyone. I just am uncomfortable. And I'll just be like, oh, come on. <laughs> That's yeah, what I yeah. started to do. When, no, I like, I, ah, I, I, <laughs> yes. Um, I want to continue this conversation off mic. Okay. Um, but we should wrap up. Oh, I guess so. Um, Let's talk about is, something. This silly. is the two hour mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon got so worked up, he coughed. I did. Um, <laughs> what is... I got the black lung, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just cut- desperately trying to pull us out of the like, abyss. I'm cutting half real bad, dude. <laughs> I found myself talking about that movie in front of my class, and I was like, oh, no, I can't say anything. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it's, even the title is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> check out the Dewey Cox story. Yeah. yeah. Walk hard. Yes. Heard of it. It's great. Oh, my God. Um, so good. Great, like old. <laughs> my favorite thing about that movie is that all of the celebrity, like all of the famous people that they meet, none of them look right. Yeah. And they just, oh, it's so brilliant. That's what happened is somebody put on some sunglasses and someone went, you look like John Lennon. And I was like, no, he looks like John Lennon and walk hard. And then they were like, what's that? And I was like, okay, let me back it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a period where they just kept making biopics about famous musicians and they were all the same so they made a satire of it and yes. great movie great movie um, great old. <laughs> um until next time uh you know that's brennan me and i'm dave and I, hey man don't poop your pants don't do it this episode was brought to you by pod people productions to find more episodes of this show and others please visit podpeople.me it's podcasts for the weird at heart Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premiere podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me. And we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.